Today on the Screen Blast Podcast, how to train your dragon gets the live action treatment, a popular comedian gets cast in the upcoming Lilo and Stitch movie, and the Ant-Man Quantumania hits theaters. Did Phase 5 start off with a bang? This is Screen Blast. I'm joined with Mark. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> he would not let that die. And Martin, I can't think of anything. I was, I was looking just, on something on my phone. I was like, I gotta think something funny. <laughs> what you guys didn't hear, what you did, didn't see, is he was streaking naked simultaneously. <laughs> so scarring to the podcast eyes, not to the listeners. Uh, Martin, and they're looking at me unrespectfully. <laughs> <laughs> I feel violated. <laughs> I have to post this to my Twitter. Uh, Martin, how are you? Uh, hey, hi, hello. I'm fine. A little less, a little less extreme on the introduction there. On uh, your uh, sorry, I just uh, saw a naked man streaking through here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not really patient right now. You know what's sad? I can't. You guys make me feel uncomfortable. I'm putting my clothes back on. I, you know what's sad is uh, I I can't even say never again. I, I wish I could, but I can't. I can't. All right. Uh, are they back on now? Uh, I'm not looking. I'm closing. I'm keeping my eyes closed. All right. Let's get into. Uh, I, uh, it was a naked. It was a naked costume the whole time. Are you sure uh, it was a costume, Mark? It was a fur suit. All right. Get off my back. <laughs> I didn't even want to see your back. <laughs> like, fucking Jesus Christ. <sighs> anyway, let's get into uh, let's get into the screen blast briefing, get through all this, and then get to the Ant Man and Quantum. <laughs> I'm just guys. thinking about the the um end of the end of SpongeBob episode when like uh when he was indoors and they were getting attacked by a gorilla. It just zooms it just zooms out to the TV set and you see a family just like looking at each other like what the fuck was that? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's the best. That absolutely. <laughs> Boy, yeah, man. So, uh, I don't know if any of you guys have been keeping track, but uh, Lilo and Stitch was already announced about two years ago to get a live action movie, and um, mm-hmm. that that's true. That's actually happening. But now we know, interestingly, that Zach Galifianakis from uh, The Hangover is uh, going to be in a starring role. The question is, is he going to be someone that's cast in the live-action film as a person, or is he actually Stitch? Because originally, Stitch was going to have his own voice actor, uh, and maybe his voice actor is still there, the original voice actor from the old movies, but I don't know if they want to have him speak now with... Zach doing it? No, what, what I was going to say is, like, uh, for some reason, what just came to my head is, like, or is he actually Stitch? I was thinking about him just being in a fucking ma- like a Disneyland mascot costume. <laughs> <laughs> just walking around in the movie. Oh just Hey, I'm Stitch! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Buy some tickets. <laughs> yeah, man. They should do that instead of a CG creature. I, I just, he's not... He, he's going to be cast as Lilo. He's going to be cast as Nani. <laughs> Clearly, it's no. Gonna it's gonna work. No, don't do that. You know what I just know, I know, you know what I noticed, ladies and gentlemen. I noticed that Martin got very upset only when Nani was mentioned, uh, as if I think Nani is one of the most important characters to this movie for Martin. I don't know why. In fact, that's true. You but, know exactly uh, why. <laughs> I heard they're going to. Um, I heard they're going to uh, cast her as a uh, as a new. Um, uh, as a male this time. 
What? No, Disney's being progressive. They're <laughs> yeah. casting a lot of uh, characters. Shut the fuck. But in terms of being progressive, I hope like they don't like over advertise Pleakley as like I don't know like a trans character or something. Because hmm. like I, I like Pleakley was just kind of there, but it was like it was it was like progressive at the time, but without even knowing it was. Right. But like I hope Disney doesn't over advertise and like look we got a trans character in our movie. Give us your money, trans people. We we respect you. That is a good point. All in all in Morty's voice too, man. That was great. Yeah, I I wonder like who he's going to play, but yeah, like that's a good point with Pleaky Pleakley. Because you're right, he's like he was very defensive and protective over things that people wouldn't really care for in the Federation there. Um but overall, man, like Lilo and Stitch to me is a is a God tier Disney film. It is one of the best movies that has ever come out when I've been alive. Um, there's, I've always been hesitant about the fact that Lilo and Stitch is getting the live action treatment, but I mean, look, I'll have to see in the first trailer when it comes out. Apparently, I think this is next year, so we'll see it. But well, like, you know. I, I know, like, uh, they they can no way it's gonna be like a Sonic thing. Well, it's gonna be worse than Sonic thing because Stitch has to be cute. He has to be cute. He can't, like, look creepy in any way imaginable. Like, you, like, whatever CG uh, thing they make, like, if, if you don't say awe when it's in, like, its dog form, then, like, they're doing something wrong because that's the appeal of Stitch. Yeah. Because, like, they're, um, Sti- like, Stitch is really popular in also in other countries. Uh, and, like, uh, I think Disney knew, know that, like, uh, uh, Pokemon-like creatures are very popular in Japan, just like well, just like myth- mythical creatures in general, so they're advertising the heck out of Stitch everywhere, and they're catching in on like, oh, this is popular. We can do this in America too. Right. So like, I think it started like five years ago. We just started getting Stitch merchandise everywhere, and we we don't even have any new like tie-in content. Like, there's no new Stitch show, no new Stitch movie. No. But like, you're you know you're seeing it in like and like it's not just Disney World. It's like five and below and stuff. That's like, right. Like we're we're getting like Stitch con. Even McDonald's had like little Stitch, like cute little Stitch, like uh, backpack hangers. But there was no tie-in. It was just here's Stitch. We're marketing Stitch. As an just as a character. Yeah, just as a character, and it's like it's because it, it, they're realizing, yeah, this is a popular design. Absolutely. I mean, no one people forget how valuable. The Lilo and Stitch IP, or just Stitch in general IP, was in the two thousands, and that just car- that's just carried. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, like, they're um, they're they're just marketing just Stitch, and he has like six hundred and twenty twenty five of her other marketable cousins. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I like, yeah. why are they like? We're getting all the Stitch merchandise. Where's all the other well, cousins? Well, we now know that Stitch is experiment six two six. But. Whatever happened to the other 625? Besides Stitch in the one movie that I love, like only four, four or five of them showed up in that one movie. I'm wrestling for showed up in the series, so it's not like anyone's. Yeah, I know it's still marketable. Uh, yeah, I, I would take. I would yeah, like a plushie like, of like Sandwich Love and Six Two Five. Yeah, that is. Who's this? And they're like, who's this? They, well, I will say that they're right, still good designs. Some, 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 some of them are hit and miss, but like yeah. there, there's still some that like have good designs. It's like I'll take a plushie of that. Hey man, like Six Two Five. I like Six Two Five. The the sandwich making dude. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a plushie of him and he did. Hey man, you put a T-shirt Disney. 
You just make a t-shirt that says, I'm still hungry. And then you have 625 below, I'm still hungry, with whatever fucking color you want. Yeah. Guess what? You're probably selling half a million. Well, yeah, but again, the, he's, one of the, he's one of the iconic ones. The, the, along with 625, yeah. 625. The electric one. I don't know yeah. what number it is. Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said the electric one. The only other plushie I've seen, the only uh, of, is Angel, the pink one. Right. And she so, only appeared in one episode. Right. Like, it's got a couple. She got one episode. Right. No, no, she got she got a couple, because, like, she can't, they brought her back near the end of the series. Wait, actually, yeah, it was just near the end of the series. Because <laughs> they, uh, it was like... Um, when the series is wrapping up, it was like, yeah, we forgot about, what about all the other aliens get you captured? All right, let's get those out uh, before so, the end. Oh, snap, we have more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there we go. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. Lilo and Stitch, we'll see it when it comes out. Either way, um, it is okay. one of Disney's, since the, in the 21st century alone, Lilo and Stitch is by far one of their most valuable IP, just in terms of how many sequels, spinoff shows, uh, books, Graphic novels, like we said, merchandising, content, yeah. video games. It's one of their most valuable IP. It, uh, so it's a very marketable design, like I said. Like absolutely. Yeah. So seeing it in the future, that's going to be um, we're probably, like when this movie comes out, we're probably going to get to see like a new Stitch Mania. So it's going to be like they're already marketing. Stitch already without any tie-ins. Huh. With a tie-in, we're gonna see it even more. Every Going week. up against Grogu. <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, hundred like, percent right. An, that's, yeah, that's the way it's and, gonna be. And another thing I want to bring up is like it's also like a um, a constant summon in uh, the Kingdom Hearts games because Kingdom Hearts summons like they it's like uh, you only get a couple characters from like eighties to the nineties movies. Um, yeah. But like Stitch is the only two thousands character that you like you um, that's a returning summon. In some of the games. Well, Japan. Interesting. Yeah, they, they love Stitch. Pokemon esque. Uh, I know. I, I know. Um, Sti- uh, Japan has their own Stitch anime, and China has their own Stitch anime. Just yeah, Stitch. absolutely. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Tono and St- so Japan has Tono and Stitch as well, which is a like a manga where they go back to the uh, the period with uh, where Ghost of Tsushima is from. What? And it's Stitch in that time period. And so that's very interesting. Like okay, they've gone, they've gone all over the place with Lilo and Stitch. Are you lying to me right now? No, because I did a video on it. You can find it on ethnocracy dot com, ladies and oh, gentlemen. I need to watch that. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah, I, like if if we get uh, if this series leaves in the more like uh, more another TV show, like I can use more Stitch in my life. It was a graphic novel, not a series. Stitch with Stitch uh, building uh, a katana. So no, he wasn't. Well, no, he doesn't hold a katana, but. It's it's a manga kind of thing. It's not it's not anything animated. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't go looking for that. That's not real. But yeah, yeah like if uh, I hope like this movie like leads into like if it's good, it leads into like a Disney Plus show of Stitch. I can use more Stitch in my life. Yeah. I, I love that character too. That that world and character still great to me. Yeah, and there are quite a few methods that we've seen so far in the past ten years that have worked when it comes to a live action CGI character uh, working together with a human uh, in live action. Uh, for instance, I think the Sonic movie nails it very well. You yeah. get very functional actors that work with CGI puppets, and um, you're just gonna have a solid movie. Like I think that. You know, as much as I don't like the human characters in Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, I think that they just bounce off Sonic well, um, and it's not really a problem. Especially the cop, more specifically from the first movie, it's also, not a chore. Also, the TV watch. show was good. I grew up on that TV show. 
Oh, yeah. And it had, like, four crossovers, which was awesome. Crossover Kim Possible, Proud Family, American Dragon, and Recess. Yeah. You just that, knew those right off the bat. Uh, recess? Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was the one. That was the only one they didn't advertise, and I found out later. And like, I love the Proud Family. I've been mean, watching the Kim Possible That's one. Definitely yeah, the Kim Possible. You found out the American was, Dragon one was a, the first one. Because yeah. is a uh, experiment. Yeah. Right. No, they deconfirmed that. Deconfirmed it. Oh, yeah, they confirmed it. it. Yeah, it's he's not actually an experiment because also um, uh, they uh, in the in Leroy and Stitch, the last movie of Stitch of Lilo and Stitch. Uh, there's, they have, like, a list of names, and Rufus is not on there. Also, I looked it up somewhere. It's, it was deconfirmed. He, the the um, experience they were thinking about was somebody else. That's yeah. cool. But Rufus is just not... It, well, it, would, it wouldn't make any sense because there's a flashback in Kim Possible, and one of the Kim Possible movies where um, Ron is a kid and... Uh, Rufus is like a little freaking. Like, yeah, but it could have just been inside of the been activated and then some. Oh uh, no, ball. that's no, that's no. That, the thing is, that. no, the experiments got activated on Earth, like, like a, uh, not like not too far after like the Le- events of Lilo and Stitch and Kim Possible Gang are kids and they're older than Lilo. Right, it's just not. It's, it wouldn't line it up. Doesn't happen. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. You're just making fanfic at that point. Give me a second. Give me a second. It's like, uh, I, I, right. I, I, I can't Another thing I want to bring up is like, okay, so the whole series is about Leo and Stitch looking for their cousins, right? Yeah. All the all the experiments are cousins. So, oh. Oh. so Angel, so like, what is uh, what is going on between Stitch getting with Angel? I mean, okay, so Mark, <laughs> what, Mark, what I want to let you know is when we reviewed Megan, Mark was the only one to bring up that adults were more likely to buy the Megan toy. Now he is theorizing. <laughs> now he is theorizing <laughs> that the cousins of this of the experiments have had sexual activity with each other, thus having an interesting situations. Get your head. I'm not- I'm not a part of this conversation. I, you are now. I, I think uh, either way, we're curious how Lilo and Stitch, the live-action translation, turns out. And uh, yeah, let's move on. Yes, the world believes the dragons are gone, if they ever existed at all. But we Burkians, we know otherwise. And we'll guard the secret until the time comes when dragons can return in peace. Another animated film franchise is getting a live-action treatment, and this is over at Universal. That is How to Train Your Dragon. Um, This is likely one of DreamWorks' most successful franchises outside of, well, they've had quite a few in the past 20 years, whether it's Madagascar, Shrek, uh, the list goes on and on. But here goes How to Train Your Dragon getting a full live-action treatment. This is the first time from Universal that we're getting that. And, um, yeah, it's going to be actually deeply invested in by the original writers. Um, You have the original animated trilogy's filmmaker, Dean DeBlois, coming back uh, to write and direct this. So the guy that was directing the animated films is on this project. Um... What do you, this has a release date by the way of March fourteenth, twenty twenty five. This is a couple of years out. What do you guys think of this project? Um, this might be great. It might be magical. Um, and we were even talking about Mark. We were we were both wondering how, where does this idea source from? Yeah, um, I was you, about to say we were arguing about this in, in the group and uh, the group chat. Yeah, because you said like it's mostly. It's, I, yeah, I it, said it was based. I I believe that it's the inspiration from the fact that Disney does a lot of animated live action translations. Uh, you know, 
because of the fact that their animated films are not only successful but are so nostalgically seen. Whereas Mark, your your I, vantage I point can see, was, but like the thing is, How to Train Your Dragon is like late two thousands, yeah, and like um, that audience of where Disney's keep making remakes is like. Um, I guess well, since Stitch is being remade, you can say from like two thousands and and before, um, where it like the only movie that would like DreamWorks can remake that probably hit that audience is that with the popular with a popular um like following is Road Strek. to El Dorado. Oh, Strek. I would much rather Road to El Dorado. Uh, I mean, well, I don't think their two D movies are that big of a cult following. They're not. But if I I tell you what, if Universal greenlit that, the only one. Everybody only wants Road to El Dorado for Shell. What? The, 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 the adventure part. The, the lady that wears a diaper. The like. adventure. What are you talking about? That's, <laughs> even, that's the, it. even the animators are horny for her. <laughs> that is the fourth episode that we, <laughs> we brought. We did? This is the fourth episode we brought her up. Either way, though. What I promise I'm not horny! But, <laughs> but your vantage point was the fact that it's more, you think, based from uh, House of the Dragon, the success of uh, it, the. It, me, it, that that medieval that fantasy. And I, I kept, I, I just, I kept giving it like a personal funny name. I call it Dragon Fantasy, and you, and you was like, uh, Mark, uh, how, uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones didn't have dragons until later in the season. And I was like, yeah, well, it's medieval fantasy, all right. I just kept calling it Dragon Fantasy. They're also, you know, not getting back on this track. It was also a different allure. That you know, Game of Thrones brought to the audiences. It's much older direction, whereas this, I think, is much more based into. I think it's gonna, that same direction, animated wise. I think it's gonna be the. Um, they're gonna like serious it up a bit, um, in terms of like tone. If it's gonna be in live action, so By the I, way, think it, I think because like yeah. I, what I imagine in my head is going to be like, it's going to be similar and like tone and like I guess aesthetic to Avatar, the live action movie. No, oh. uh, to to Game of Thrones, yeah. because like it like that's the only reason that's that's the only thing that comes to my head is like live action medieval fantasy, and that's the most recent like uh, representation of it. Of. And it's like uh, yeah, th- that has a big audience, and like you mentioned, like it like I mean it's popular on stream, but like no, th- I mean the audience is still there. And if they put if they were to put like a Game of Thrones the movie in theaters, the audience would follow. No, I mean if that's a that's a billion dollar hit that I'm surprised yeah. they haven't done. Yeah, but I just think that the this is all based around a theatrical kid audience with parents that recognize the property, and um, I I don't think that they these two cross necessarily because I, the allure I, of the dragons it's more than just the allure of the dragons I think, um, and I uh, that's I would, just where yeah. I think it's more Harry Potter than it is. You know, I wouldn't um, say there's that much like longing nostalgia for it because three was not that long ago. Three was 2019 now. Yeah, yeah, it was not that long ago. I mean, that was pre-COVID, Mark. That's that's like years. That's ancient. Oh yeah, I guess like I guess like whoever was a kid and watching three was probably an adult right now. You're right. Well, I'm saying just watching the first one, 2010. You're, I, I, and you know. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, uh, like what I'm saying is, like in terms of like content from that franchise, it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's been gone for that it's, long. Yeah, it's not so, that like, long. I don't think yet. the nostalgia will hit the same. Unlike, I mean, even like a property like Strek. I mean, we just got put some boots with, like um, and certain anything in the main Strek timeline. We haven't had anything in a while. So if you like bring out like Strek again, like Strek's back. And like you know, the audience for Strike's gonna be like Strike's back. Yeah. And like that's that's the same thing Disney's trying to hit with their animated franchises. It's like, um, like we you know when it's Aladdin, like 
Aladdin. Hey, hey, kids who, who grew up watching Aladdin movie, Aladdin's Watch back. This Aladdin's back. Watch this trash of the man that slapped his friend. Watch this. Hey, everyone who watched Lion King, Lion King's back. It's back? Yup. Live action. Go see the movie now. Like, that's what that's what Disney's trying to hit, and it's like, and like, dream, like I can't see for this DreamWorks made a commercial like, everyone who grew up watching How to Train Your Dragon, it's back. And like, oh, again? Okay. Yeah. What did what about well, Miles was directly what he was saying earlier about how close it was the last the last movie was I'm like this is thing this is like the last of us close together type uh, yeah the remake movie, remaster so. yeah. remaster part yeah remake, remake, like part it, it, that four, just yeah. that's that's the just ended especially with and and with the special that came out a little bit later after that yeah yeah so I was just like isn't it's a little too early also there's nothing sacred man it's How to Train Dragon is one of those movies that don't need a remake. It doesn't need it. It is. It, it, it's pretty what it is. And like I was also, like he earlier saying, and make it a more serious tone. There were already serious things happening. Yeah. In the series, in the movies, in the, like, in the movies, yeah. From him, from him uh, losing his, uh, his leg, father, his leg, and yeah. Then yeah. to lose his father, yeah. Like that, it doesn't need to be any more serious. It, we we had it when we were watching. We were adults when we were watching it, right? Like I, well, I was an adult. Oh, I was right. watching. Well, I yeah. don't know about you guys, but I was when that when they came out. I was already an adult, and I was watching. I was like, "Oh, this is good." Especially uh, not the second movie so bad since somebody spoiled that for me. That's trash because the second movie is so good. It someone spoiled yeah. Stoic's death, and I was just like, "Oh, what an asshole!" Who the fuck? Like, oh, that, yeah. that caught me by surprise. Yeah, the thing about How to Train Your Dragon is like I'll be um, like if they like I'm not offended by like it being remade like I would be with like. I guess I, mean, some, I guess some I, I I know I not, not well I guess I don't know if offend is the right word but like um I, I mean I, I guess like not caring like, for like the Disney movies because what the Disney movies being remade it's like we're gonna remake Lion we're gonna be remake Lion King Lion was already good in it was the best it, it was yeah, probably yeah, one of the yeah, best yeah, movies you've yeah, ever it's, made it's, yeah it's no it, it works as a cartoon uh, yes. we we're gonna remake Beauty and the Beast it works it it works as a cartoon but like How to Train Your Dragon was trying to be realistic in general so it's like uh, if they're making a live action remake it's gonna be like for me it's gonna feel like a 4K upscale like okay I'm curious how they make the sets and stuff. I want to see how this works. You, um, you can, cause like I can see, I can see this being translated to like a live action, a live action movie because it was, it's realistic to begin with. Um, these Disney movies that keep that are remade, they're cartoony as hell, right. and it's like done, you're translating this. Fanciful. They're also a bit fanciful. As well. Yeah, fanciful, and it's like a, and it's like it, like most of these they don't translate to live action well, and like, and you got some instance like beauty, like you got some instance like Lion King where it's just boring and you got instance like Beauty and the Beast where it's just creepy and like uh, you know, How to Train Your Dragon like I'm fine with this like I'm I'm just I'm curious I'll like fine I'll see it I'm not saying the movie's gonna be bad or anything like oh, that yeah. cause you said everyone, everyone who made the originals are basically coming back at this point well the the key the key right. member uh, Dean DeBloy by the way um, he also made Lilo and Stitch and he's not on their project he's not on that live action project at all mm-hmm. they took Disney did not want him back uh, but Universal the is same person made Leo and Stitch made how original Lilo and Stitch is not on the live action that live no, action I know did he, did he also but he, he made, made but he, made, he wrote and directed uh, How to Train Your Dragon the, oh my god I never knew that so that yeah. makes so much sense because everyone kept comparing um uh, uh Toothless to Stitch and there was so much fan, mm. there's so much fan art of those two together that's cool and it's like okay I guess they're, they're cute characters I don't get the connection it's like oh 
there was a connection there was the whole time. Like, damn, I didn't know. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just think um, what I would rather have seen in the... It seems that no one's doing this yet. We'll get this eventually, but, you know, I went and watched a, clip, a couple of clips of Toy Story when you were talking about last episode, um, the Sid concept that you had about yeah. Toy Story 5, which they're never going to do, but it's an interesting idea. But what I would definitely prefer is that they that studios like Pixar or DreamWorks just upscale their animation from the 90s because a lot of these things are really 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 looking dated oh, like yeah. they like Toy Story 1 looks bad now and it's it's unfortunate it's just not timeless anymore this thing is like not dragons looks good kind of but that animation style from 2010 2009 dreamworks definitely isn't timeless forever um, That'd be interesting, you know, like how we do a but, video game remix is doing a, yeah, remix, that's a, 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 a movie remake. But computer um, animated yeah. uh, movies are the perfect are the perfect place where you take something from when you're just getting started. I mean, like I said, original Toy Story or even Shrek, dude. Like I love the first Shrek. And the the comedy almost makes me ignore how dated it looks. But it there's there comes a time where you just need to remake those things. At least, or I'm sorry, remaster them instead of remake. I don't need a live action translation. I agree with you guys. It's too early for something like Dragons. In fact, I would prefer they go into their 2D lineup and just make live action to those. Those are significantly more based on just grounded realism. Prince of Egypt. Um, obviously, there's a lot of fun with uh, Road to El Dorado. Um, Sinbad is fun. It's just fun. You make that into a live action movie. That's fun. I mean, um, honestly, I would like, um, you know, but they're not going to revisit those because a lot of them didn't make money. And so, you know, uh, yeah, that's, honestly, that's unfortunate. Honestly, with these movies, I would like, uh, you said like, uh, a, a, a remaster, like upscaling. No, I would like a, a, like, a, a reboot reimagining of certain franchises. Yeah, like, was, like, dude, give me, give me a new, train. give me a new how to train your dragon. Yeah, like the same story, the but reimagine it as in like rewrite it to like, it goes into a different direction. <laughs> And give it a different animation style, so like something like Spider Verse. You can make it more fantasy too. Probably make it more cartoony and fantasy. That'll be that'll be cool. I just like I, you train your dragon and put some boots on. I wouldn't even have to have them use the same characters. Though. I would have them use totally different characters, a totally different setup. Uh, uh, I, I'm not. I know they already doing it with a, a, a couple of series, but those series they can come up with something way better for a movie. Yeah, like I think I think. Uh, uh, I know Tangled did uh, that. Uh, I don't think it, they executed it well. I don't like the second film's animation style, um, what Tangled did, but I, that idea definitely works. Oh, yeah, we were talking about my uh, my uh, Sid pitch. Um, after we're done with this Hot Dream and Dragon concept, I want to give you my Monster Inc. sequel pitch. All right. Are you serious? You want to do that? Yeah. You might as well drop it. Drop it on. Real us. quick. Go ahead. All right. Um. Uh, so yeah, I gave you my like horror movie Sid pitch last podcast. So here's my here's my um Monsters Inc. pitch for the sequel. Screen Blast right. exclusive. All right. So, uh, Mike and Sully, uh, like they do their job. They uh they uh they make a kid laugh and they leave the door. But like somebody accidentally leaves the door open, and and out of the door comes a uh, pedophile. And he and like he gets loose into the monsters world and he has access to every kid's door. Oh my god! <laughs> and Mike and Sully has to stop him. In the climax of the movie, the pedophile like calls all of his other pedophile his and they pred- start running his pred- yeah his private friends and. They- <laughs> 
and like Mike and Sully have to like uh, stop him from going from like uh, going through every kid's closet, and then uh, Sully remembers like the stakes is higher, and Sully remembers, oh no, boo, she's in her room. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what does he? What does he stop the pedal? Oh, yeah, like, no. steps before. Oh yeah, and then, look, dude, the ending, the plot twist ending is Randall. He's like, ah, I called the pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mark's movie pitch number two. He lost me at pit. <laughs> I, I was curious where you were going to go, and then you said pedophile. I was like, oh, oh, Pixar. Yeah, dude, they have ac- dude the stakes are high because they have access to every kid's closet. That is just... I can't. I can't. <laughs> The question is, would the pedophiles try to fuck the aliens first? You know, <laughs> and like they—they they probably have like on their computers they have data like this 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 door belongs to this kid, this door belongs to this kid. They just—they've <laughs> written it that quickly because they're so excited. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's you move. Need to get your idea over to the dude who made the Wayne Pooh movie. <laughs> He'll be so excited. Oh, I apparently yes. heard that movie's boring as fuck, and I'm in a bad good. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't going two feet near that. Jesus Christ. That's disappointing. I was really hoping that was going to be a good movie. Yeah. They, didn't they get that hyped up for like a year? It seemed like pictures... Yeah, after the copyright ran out, like, it didn't really look... Because, like, it's not... I guess it's, like... It's not even a funny joke for a skit. It's just, like, uh, Winnie the Pooh, the, the child-friendly character, now wants to kill. That's kind of been... Uh, a child-friendly character you knew from a childhood wants to kill is like now a killer. Yeah, that's been done before. Hundred percent. It's not even a. It's not like even if it was a Saturday uh, Night Live skit, it wouldn't be even that funny of a skit. So it's not that interesting of a movie. No. Uh, like they could have been more creative with the concept. Then I probably want to go see it. But like, no, it's just like this child-friendly character is now one just wants to kill and needs out for blood. That's cool. the concept. Cool. So you made Jason. <laughs> out of Winnie the Pooh. Congratulations. Yeah. But, you but, you know, that's one of the schlocky options you have when you get a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. So. <laughs> Please. Get into some stuff that... We're, we're finally leaning into the stuff that's not as interesting here. Um, in the MCU, we're going to talk about Ant-Man in a bit, but uh, the Marvels uh, sort of had a big sort of piece of information drop just before Ant-Man dropped, which was uh, Kevin Feige and M, the uh, Marvel Studios announced that the Marvels is now moving away from uh, its original date of launching. I believe that was toward the end of summer, now to November of 2020. Oh, no, Kevin Feige didn't announce that. It was a fucking poster. That was a poster? That he just, like, uploaded. He just, okay, so it's, they just, it's like, just up, a They just, like, gave poster. an updated poster, and it's like, no, something but- to do with uh, the film itself, or is it something want to get out before it? Well, so current, so what's always been in the list is it was Ant Man that just dropped uh, this past weekend, Guardians in May, and the Marvels, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was like what September, August. It was yeah. it was like right in the middle of the year, right at the end, tail end, because Guardians was going to be the beginning of the summer rush, and I believe the Marvels was going to be toward the end of the summer rush. Now it's more set like where Black Panther was set this time uh, at that point last year. I, I mean, you know, I know a lot of people are sad about this. I'm not. I'm very excited not to see this movie. So uh, what do you guys think about the fact that the Marvels has now moved to November? Uh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't they have, like, anything else this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't have it. They're not, they're not planning on putting anything right there. They don't I, have anything planned for that spot. Yeah, yeah. I, kind of, I kind of imagine, like, um, 
it was going to be like a November movie. They usually have a November movie anyway, or a fall movie. I was surprised, like, when I originally heard Marvel's is going to be like early fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a movie. I'm not ex- yeah. I'm not that excited for it. And we'll I'll, talk about other things you know, that are excited you, for yeah, the MCU you, later. You, can't do all, you should have did this topic afterwards. But um, <laughs> you, you went because you don't want to. I'm trying to tease our, ex- yeah. our excitement for the Marvel. But like. I mean, a, I'm not. I'm not excited. I'm not. Disappointed. I'm still going to see the movie no um, matter what. The, the most interesting yeah. thing I want about the movie that I want to see is like what the hell, what the hell happened to Nick Fury between this and uh, and the Secret Wars because like the Secret Invasion TV show because if you saw that trailer Nick Fury is like old like his grizzled. Is gri- yeah. grizzled and he's like been through some shit and you remember and like I I remember seeing him at the end credits of like Spider Man Far From Home and he was like. He was taking a virtual vacation. He was fine. He was chillaxing. Shaved, ready to go back to it whenever he, he was, really He was good. To. He was yeah. happy. So, like, some shit had to go down in that movie. Is that coming out before or after Guardians of the Galaxy? That, what? No, Guardians is still May 5th. No, no, Secret Wars. Uh, that's Secret a good invasion. question. Secret uh, Invasion or Secret? Got their release Secret date. They, they so Se- Secret Invasion doesn't even have a release date. It says early 2023, but no specific. Oh, All right, because I'll add the Guardian of the Galaxy, it could be something that just happened in between there, or the, or it could be the fact that the Nick Fury we saw on that spaceship, he could have been a scroll. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm curious about because like the thing that's is, so strange because it, they don't play it up as a scroll. They play it up because the way that were presented way back when in Far From Home though was that the scrolls were controlling Nick Fury on. Earth. Earth, and then that the the purpose of disguised as Nick Fury on Earth in front of Spider Man, whereas that end credit scene was to tell you, oh, here's what he's doing. There was no like implication of, oh, maybe it's not him. It was more just like, ah, it could have been one of the evil scrolls that just repl- that just placed him. There's always a chance. I know, we're, we're, we're making theories, but that's that's what's interesting about the Marvels because I don't care about any of the Marvels. I just want I just, I'm watching this movie. My interest for this movie is all Nick Fury. Same thing with, Cap- with the first Captain Marvel. It's like I. I, like I don't care about Captain Marvel. I uh, or I don't care about Brie Larson's character at all. Right. Um, but like you know Samuel Jackson, like he he's uh, he's he's doing good with that uh, de aging <laughs> de aging effect. Absolutely. And like uh, he's still a fun he's still a fun actor. And I'm seeing this movie for him. And like uh, again, I'm seeing this movie for Nick uh, for uh, Samuel Jackson again. How and, um how disappointed would you be if he's not in this movie one bit? Because there's no, there's no guarantee that he's actually in this movie. They could be no, Far From Home told me he was. He could be in Secret Invasion. He doesn't have to be in the Marvel. Far From Home told me. Far From Home was before like 2020. What kind of Far From Home told you he was with the Marvels? The the um after the, the post scr- credits. Yeah, because he was, he was on, the ship. on the ship. He was that's a, a sword, huh? That's sword. That's sword. Sword, like you know how shield their shield shield fell apart and then sword, sword don't leave sword fell off. Came up during uh we we first see them in one division. No, I, wait. So he's he's on Earth. He's, he's in he's space. He's Earth. The he's sword. in space. Okay, yeah, he said, they say but he's sword. So I didn't know that was sword though. I thought that was sword. That's what I was thinking. Like he's he's they, that's sword. By, by the way, the way that they've revealed sword the entire time has been absolutely atrocious. Um, there's a lot of things we'll get into with the MCU, but you know, again, the, the fact that there's just so many different things that are happening in the MCU and there's no consistency or we're not just getting spoon-fed this. It's just like, here's this, here's this, here's this. Like, it just doesn't connect. But 
You look just as confused as I am. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait. So I when when they say off, he's technically off world by being on the ship. Wait, so when did they imply he was in with, with sword though? Like I, I I don't see why would he leave Earth like fly off? Why would he? There's no reason I guess to, hang on, I, like because uh, Captain Marvel is like I think he was that's just, why I was confused. Is, is at all. He was he was he was having them the shield so he can go work on sword because he knew the invasion was coming or something because he, he knew about it. Are you do you, uh, are, are you sure uh, for sword? He's like he's not in Captain Marvel too. Like, I, I'm not saying he's not in Captain Marvel too. I'm just saying, I think he's. I think that ship he's on was just sword. Oh, dude, I, that's the thing. Is number one, I don't even know. Look, like there's a lot of questions, but there's just things that they aren't. Remember, and this is so interesting how this conversation yeah, got here. Sword but, but, in WandaVision. Yes, but no. But what I'm saying is, this is the problem with again another thing with the MCU is Nick Fury was the core of this entire franchise and when he we don't even know what the fuck not only we don't know what he's doing but what does the ship have to do with it why is he on a ship is it the scrolls is it shield I mean not shield is it sword is it uh, the scrolls we just don't we don't know and they and them since far from home we've got no idea except for the fact that he looks grizzled in a trailer for secret invasion and I think that's a big flaw for the MCU is because here's a critical character that we haven't seen for years now that was, again, one of the connective tissues to the entire storyline of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He would actually be very assisting when you're talking about all of these different characters that keep getting introduced. Yeah. That we're just kind of like, well, this one's here and 78 other characters that got introduced are here. And 14 other characters are here. And now we know about these 14. And there's no real person tying it all together. You know. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss. I've been at a loss. And I've said I, this. I'm I at get, a loss for the MCU. I have, like, I have to theorize. I think he, like, I, I feel like he has to be a big part of the Marvels because he was a big part of the first Captain Marvel. I hope so. And he's so. very attached. So he's very attached to that character. I need a reason yeah. to see it, Mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brie Larson is not a reason to see that movie. Or whoever was playing Miss Marvel, because, like, the show... And she's uh, not the giving me a reason to I know you guys was, are excited, uh, but... I guess okay. I guess like one point above mediocre. I guess, but it was the weakest Marvel show for me. Um, but like, it's it's not that it's not that interesting. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Martin what, reacted what, what severely. Uh, definitely WandaVision. I thought you were gonna say Falcon and the Winter Soldier because that was, that one too. That was terrible. No. It, the, the, the 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 intrigue of uh, WandaVision was there, oh my God. but the setup to get I, I like WandaVision. Until, oh I, I think WandaVision had like a had like a ending, but like I like I like the rest. No, of the this, the, that was that was one of that was That's one sure. of the what that was a great journey though. Like I, yeah, it, it was such a slow. And I have to disagree journey. fully. Yes. I, 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 I disagree I fully. Same thing. So same thing. With there, there were a couple of wait wait one by one. There were a couple of payouts. There were a couple of there were a couple of things in. Didn't happen. Like yes. a couple of people. Like the biggest one of all, Rob Boner. Like that is one of the biggest. You're talking about the guy from the X Men universe. Yeah, that was appearing the, and then that being nothing. Yes. yes. Thank you, MCU writers. A plus. Yeah, like, that's one. Then uh, there's the whole thing about when the whole the plot point with the uh, Vision that I that he he appeared. Got a new one, did he flies off? But he doesn't solve anything about how Wanda feels. If he hypothetically did, that would solve all of Doctor Strange's multiverse of madness. It probably wouldn't even have gotten that far. I was looking by the lead to that. Like Wanda Vision really didn't do anything because it, it, it looked like she try, was trying to make amends, and then we flip over to, to Doctor Strange, and she's the bad guy. 
Yeah, well, look, no, so no, what no, she no, did no. was bad. She's right. still the villain, right. and I like. Yeah, I'm glad they kept. I'm glad they I'm glad they kept that angle for Doctor Strange because. Um, she, like, we can't just view her as a hero after what she did with the town. And, like, uh, um... Well, there was also yeah. the end credit scene where she's reading the book that's the evil book. It's not a good book. Yeah, yeah, this I understand that. This is a bad book. But, but, and but she's, the way it was trained when she was flying off, it's like, she was, she was, uh... So, like she was sad for what she did. Like, like she, they, no, she flew up. But then the scene after that, yeah, literally the sort of reading a book. Is she's reading a book, meaning yeah. that the the last thing we know is that she's reading an evil book. Meaning that the last thing we know is she is going in an evil direction. Whether or not it's good or bad, we got the teasers for Doctor Strange that it's like, oh, she's in a field or whatever. Maybe that's good. Obviously, not good. Like, yeah. So, oh, like, I, like I, I didn't, keep, I didn't think of it as like an e, like an evil. Either or ending, but like she was, she was looking through a dark hole to like a way to get her children back. Yes, because like the the ending is what like children, the mm. children. Mm. Oh, you mean the fake one she made? Yeah, yes. Like she's trying to get she's trying to get the children back, so she's going through the dark hole. So it could be like an either or ending. I I saw it as like uh, Wanda doing whatever like whatever to do to get her children, but like I didn't I didn't think uh, she would be like the main villain in Multiverse of Madness because that was a pleasant surprise, and they're they're keeping it as a surprise uh, for Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Uh, because when we when we we knew she was coming back in Multiverse of Madness, well, like but I assume you. Yeah, I assumed she was in that movie, or everybody assumed she's in that movie to like help out. To like uh, Doctor Strange is, is like dealing with a multiverse threat, and is like I'm gonna get uh, another person I know who does magic in the MCU. I'm gonna get uh, WandaVision. I'm gonna get Wanda. Fuck, call her. Yeah. I'm gonna get Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. Yeah. And like, yeah, Wanda, I summon you to help me with this problem. And it's like, all right, Wanda helps the problem in the movie. In the end. Yeah. So, so before I know Martin, you have some more to say. No, I'm I have to defend uh, WandaVision. That was. The gimmicks were what made it fun. Yes. That sitcom style of going from 50s TV to 70s TV to 90s TV, and then it's slowly delving into things breaking the world, that was absolutely interesting to me. I I wish I could go in blind again, because it was such a fun journey to slowly, like, things were cracking, and people were reacting, and people were, yeah, and it was all revealing itself. I thought that was some great stuff, and I love the fact that she was doming everything, and then that grew, and people got, more, more people from S.W.O.R.D. got impacted. In fact, I think the issues are just Again, they kept introducing things out of the blue. Who the fuck is Sword? They, we don't fucking know. But the suddenly they have a yeah. new head. Suddenly they have a billion dollar headquarters that we haven't seen in the MCU at all before. They are apparently an army like presence, and that shows up. The Vision thing, you're right, but I think that doesn't downgrade the show so significantly that it's the worst show. Yeah. I think even Moon Knight is worse than Wanda WandaVision because there's a bunch of shit with with Moon Knight that they just kind of fail at. You know, like I would. They, I would put them they, at they show a lot of potential, and they show a lot of potential in Moon Knight. And yeah. Yes. Like they don't, they, they don't, don't deliver. Yeah, this um, is the, that's the same thing I think with WandaVision. Like there's, there's a lot. Like they want payoff at the end with Wanda. Okay, I, I'll, I'll relent on that. But there were a lot of other things throughout that series that they introduced at the beginning of it, and did, there was nothing at the end. For me, I, I will think, say. By uh, the way, I will say uh, the Agatha thing. For instance, introduce her. She wasn't a part of shit at all. No. They kept like they had the whole song. Agatha yeah. did it. It's like she didn't do shit. Yeah, it like. Oh, the thing about WandaVision for me is like I think like yeah the build up in the mystery every episode was great it like there was uh, like I said it was great build up but a messy a messy ending I think episode 8 of WandaVision is the worst 
So I mean, that's I, the final episode, right? Yep. Yeah, that and battle. I, I think like honestly, I I I think like every episode before eight is it's a good show on its own. Yeah. Uh, but like episode eight is like it's like just it's a it's a messy ending, and um, honestly, I, I feel the same way for Winter Soldier. I think that also has a messy ending, but like. I did enjoy the journey because I, I like yeah. I like I like the interaction between Bucky and Cap. Uh, and uh, yeah and um, Steve Rogers. Uh, he's not there. Are you talking about Falcon? No. Or are you talking about Falcon? Cap- you said Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Bucky. I said Bucky. No, you said no. You said the game, the title of the show. Yeah. Oh, you talking the about the movie? Oh, Falcon. Oh my God. I'm oh, oh yeah. I that's said why, Fal- Oh my bad. I said I, I like Falcon. And I'm Winter- sorry. I yeah. apologize. I jumped up at you like Winter Soldier. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I, I apologize. I like Falcon and Winter because like um I like the interactions between Falcon and Winter Soldier. I like I like how the Dormalaje came in. Um, that like their presence. In the show was awesome. Absolutely. Um, the only thing that was like I didn't like, you know, the villain. The villain was stupid, and it gave and it led to a messy ending, especially with the returning character from um, Civil War. Yeah. Um, like that whole concept was messy, Terror, was but the, like the journey with like those characters, that it was fun. It was yeah. fine to me, but yeah. we're, we're going to wrap up this. Uh, we If we're going to do a full review of a couple of the shows, we'll go through those later on. But uh, let's get moving into the big focus of this episode, and that is, of course, Ant-Man. But before we do that... Uh, we, but we were talking about... Uh, you still have another point? I know I know. We were how we got to the, reviewing all the shows. We were talking about like how, why, we, why I think... Miss Marvel is the weakest of the Disney, yes, of the Disney Plus shows. Um, like, uh, um, for me, and it's like, a, that's it's it's the main reason why I don't really care for um, the Marvels, except for if Nick um, Nick Fury being or if he's in it. But I'm pretty sure he is. Um, but like, uh, in terms of being a November movie, it's like whatever. But like, I heard like they're trying to cut. Uh, Marvel, like, because, like, a lot of people interview Kevin Feige recently, yes. and they're just trying to cut back on, like, Marvel content in general, because they, they started to realize, like, oh, yeah, we're, I guess we are throwing too much at them at once, and it's like, you think? Yeah. Because they're having, like, shows overlapping movies, like, the second-to-last episode of, like, of, uh, of Hawkeye um, happened the uh, the week of No Way Home, yes. Spider-Man, and and it's like yeah you're having shows Marvel shows they're clashing they're clashing and it's yes. like the world is like happening in two places and like you don't do that and but they also well, had the nothing, time, but they had nothing they, to do with each other at the same time like it's saying like okay the world is still spinning it's not just this one superhero having but but Hawkeye was centered in New York. In, at the same time, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I'm not. I, I know it's not confusing, but like, I mean, they're. It's just cons- they're, inconsistent. They're, they're it's trying to make it seem like the. Super- no, the, I mean, it's it's a bit overwhelming for casual viewers because they uh, they are keeping continuity like uh, like vicious continuity in these movies now. Um, well, not vicious, but like they're keeping like continuity in these movies, and for casual viewers to get what's going on, the, you know, you gotta experience like most of the stuff, like Doctor Strange. Is like 
is a product that comes after WandaVision. Yes. And for those who haven't watched WandaVision, like you kind of you're kind of loose on details there. Right. Um, you know, cuz like it was fine for Endgame because it's all the movies and you got like one movie coming after the next movie and with that like and it's easy for casual viewers to catch up on just the movies. Right. But, like, Especially got, at a time we, when there like, weren't so many movies releasing um, in yeah, a phase. Yeah. You know, that was the bigger issue. It's not confusing and it's not inconsistent with the world. I mean, I think I think they're still good at keeping story in the MCU for the most part. And we'll get um, to more we'll get of to the that. status uh, yeah. of that. But. Uh, and for the most part, but um, but like at, for casual, like uh, for me, I can follow easily. But for casual audiences, it's it's overwhelming and it's like it's bringing it's bringing the MCU down. And you know the evidence mm-hmm. the the evidence is clear in the in the movies because like right. people are caring less about this world. Like period. Yes. And do you have anything else? Oh no, I'll, it's, it's, All right. that's fine. All right, Mark, you make a very good point. Um, but we're gonna have to jump over to Ant. Oh yes, well this leads right into Ant Man. Absolutely. And before <laughs> we do, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, whatever you're doing, make sure, please, if you're on Spotify, to follow, give us a thumbs up, like the content. If you're on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe or like as well. Hey, why well, write us a review? We'll read it on the show. And uh, we—I can't guarantee that, but I, I'll read it. Uh, Mark, unless Mark, we get too Mark many. Will, yeah, if we get less than ten reviews per episode. Well, if we get like a lot of reviews, I'll just like pick them. a good one and read it. Yes. At the end of the episode. Absolutely. Make sure you have misspellings so Mark's confused. But, again, guys, we appreciate you for listening so far. Hey, yo, gang, I think this podcast here is great. They spell great wrong. (laughs) That's cheese great. That's not great to look great. Anyway, now, on to Ant-Man, Quantumania. You're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. daughter but you've lost a lot of time like me we can help each other with that it is the 31st movie in the mcu in fact you now have a month's worth of movies to go through uh, kicked off phase five and uh, we're here to talk about it a lot of reviews are middling but what do we think i'm gonna kick it off over to martin what do you think man uh meh yeah yeah, that's it, it, basically what that's basically what it came down to the movie. Like, like I said, the, the trailers made the movie seem more exciting than what the actually was happening on the screen. Like, there were a lot of there were a lot of parts that just like we, we can wrap this up, we can wrap this up, move it along, or uh, unnecessary uh, unnecessary quippy comedy. That too, I feel it's like just the parts are just like I don't you don't need to have this here. Uh, there was the, what's his name? I don't, I don't know the guy from the the original two movies, who did the like the fast talking at the end, uh, the the the, uh, the fast talking. He, he would he would he I forgot his name. The, was he one of the men? Was he one of the one that was brought down in? You talking about Hank Pym? No, no, not Hank Pym. He was he was a side character. His, but, his the Hispanic dude from the yeah. last movie who like recapped everything in the first movie. Yeah, um, he, was, he was he was like he was like the. The, the other the the most comedic character in the both, yeah. in the both Ant Man one and two absolutely it's, it's, since he wasn't there like everyone had everyone for some reason they had everyone fill the void of him his name Michael Pena 
There we go. They had everyone feel the void of that. Like, yeah. uh, the, not not the side characters, some of the side characters, but the main cast just all these clips. And I'm just like, what? this this is unnecessary. This is unnecessary. This is unnecessary. And it it kept going. It it wasn't too much of a bother because after a while, it's just after a while you just tune it out. Right. Uh, uh, there were a lot of side characters who were hit and miss for me. Yeah. Like. They showed that they were cool. They were cool designs. I had I saw something like, oh, that's that's pretty cool design. And then it came to Bonk because they just fell to the side as annoying little characters. That's right. Like that's um, how I felt. Awesome. Let me see. It's so strange. Uh, Mark, give us uh, give us your overall thoughts on it before we uh, get deeper in. I, I, uh, shout out to Marvel because I'm surprised they actually like uh, referenced my quote um, for the <laughs> my review of all of Phase Four. Um, uh, and the quote was thank you Spider-Man <laughs> as the promotional art said too over and over, over. <laughs> and over and over again My uh, but I agree with Martin this movie was very uh, meh it's definitely it's the weakest Ant-Man movie and it's definitely like just a weak action movie in general I would say it was the weakest because uh, 2 had an enemy who was pretty darn weak and, but this movie's Kang. I mean, um... Not it, weak in terms of villain. Not weak in terms oh, of villain. weak in terms of just the movie, movie overall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because this... I mean, if you want to go in terms of... No, scale. I'm just saying, in the, because in the second movie... I mean, do you uh, not like the second movie that much? Uh, like, uh, no, 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 I'm just saying, I, I would say this is the better movie, because at least this movie had a playable villain. A villain I, I think this... I, the, I, that, is, that is the only true thing I can say, is that at least compared to the Wasp... You look at Ghost. Jonathan Majors, and what he brings to the table as Kang is just unimaginably impressive. I that is the only thing in this movie that I think is incredibly valuable. Everything else is like like Martin started off with, meh, or absolutely pointless. Yeah, I think this movie is like a uh, like a, in life where we're the bigger and more, I guess. Epic tone. I mean, uh, that's yeah, not. No, my, that's meant, not. The that's, tone is meant to be epic. epic yeah, yeah it, uh, that's not my. That's not my opinion for it. That, um, that is. I don't think it, it is epic, but it is a more epic tone, a larger scale. Um, not comparing it. Not comparing it, but like, kind of. It's like the Eternals movie, where it's a large scale epic m- superhero movie. Um, but like it. Uh, it doesn't hit the same as like the other Ant Man movies. I think it's like this movie is like very mistoned and like this like a this uh, comparing to the other two Ant Man movies. This doesn't need to. This kind of movie shouldn't be an Ant Man movie. No, that Ant Man was always very small scale. Yes. Not 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 in the pun no of the pun fact intended. that it's Ant Man, but in the yeah. fact that what the events entail were not critically important to the entire MCU as a whole. Now I will say quantum mechanics do play a role in Endgame, but we didn't know that they, until Endgame. Well, both both up. movies like uh, they both play like. Uh, an important part where the first movie introduces you to Ant Man, the Ant Man character uh, in general. Yes, and he plays an important role in Civil War. And like um, you know, the second movie introduced the quantum verse, the quantum, the yeah, quantum the, realm, the quantum realm, which is an important um, subject. I mean, you can say that for a lot of Marvel movies. They're like in Phase Three, like it, they introduce an important subject. But like, like it's, it's caught, like it's especially them, expanded yeah, later them, on. Uh, in not, event not all of them need to be important. Um, the thing about this movie is like a uh, what, what I like about the other two movies is like they're just like fun little comedies, and like uh, and that's why that's why I'm I expecting at this point this is what I'm expecting from Ant Man. Um, this movie it's like 
it's just it's not like a small scale comedy. This feels like uh, what's meant to be like either a Thor movie or an or Avenger, Cap- or maybe even a Captain America, America movie, movie, like you know, uh, uh, or something some very kind of, significant. Yeah, this is like like this feels like a. I want to be Star Wars movie. That's and, so and that's it's like yeah. this I doesn't this doesn't yeah yeah okay. this yeah. does not yeah. feel like the same tone as the other Atman movies and like that's what I was expecting out of this and like the thing about this movie is whatever new tone it was going for I can I'm okay with like fine they're changing the tone in the franchise but they're not doing it well and it's making me miss the other tone of the other franchises like you can you can have all these epic concepts but you can still have like. You can still have these like the, this fun humor the other movies have, just like not take it seriously, and just like you know, because Marvel Marvel has made a joke of itself before, and they're going yeah. to do it later on when we get that Deadpool movie that apparently takes place in the MCU. Right. Um. Even we just had She Hulk last year. Yeah. That made a joke of itself in the in, in the MCU, so you can do that. Absolutely. Um. Uh. It. I think this movie is just a. Uh, it's. It's not very fun for the whole way, and like a lot of the jokes don't land, and like and just a lot of pointless. Just, it it just not it just doesn't go just unnecessary. Quips. Yeah, the yeah, jo- I, the jokes that don't land just doesn't go mess with the uh, mess with the tone of the movie. So right. I, I, um, they're right. not memorable. Uh, um, right. I just want to jump off. You mentioned before the original con, like the the method and the concept and the format. Of Ant Man, it's much more comedic. The tone you mentioned, yeah. the, tone, the tone shifted significantly in what you were expecting. I will say, I was all in for what the trailers pitched us, especially yeah. Yeah. the second trailer. They were very much away from that comedic tone. At least you get that from the Thank You Spider Man, but you see Kang and you know that if someone of such large potential is there, you already know that it's going to have some sort of significant tone shift. But. The issue here is, you know, there were not. We will we'll bring this up later, but there were things in the trailer. By the way, the marketing presented things absolutely inaccurately that would have actually been significantly better if implemented in the movie that weren't there. And I'll just say it: spoilers, everyone. They bring up in the trailer that, like, oh. Uh, Kang is going to talk to Scott Lang about having more time with his daughter. I thought that was an yeah. absolutely excellent approach. They don't even do that in the movie. They don't really even sit... They sh- I thought this was going to be sat on. I thought that Scott was going to think about this longer. It just gets... I thought that was the critical piece of this I movie. I thought Scott was going to take the deal and they regret it. Right. I thought that was going to be the movie we were going to follow. And there are movies where, you know, you get trailers that don't... that take you on a different route, but that route was better than what the fuck we got. That's what's weird about the marketing here is some of the marketing was actually like leading us to an idea that was absolutely an opposite tone to what we ended up getting, which was Ant-Man goes into the Star Wars world. And then he's then it's Kang. It, like I was ready for that movie. I was ready for that tone, but like they didn't um, Honestly, deliver on a good movie, uh, like yeah. a good version of that movie. Right. Honestly, I say there were two different tones in the movie, and it, it depended on what character was on the screen at the time. Because when Kang was on the screen at any point in the time, the tone was the most serious tone. You could you could feel that anything he said, he was going to do, and how he and how he was placing it, yeah. it was just so serious. And and the people and they stopped quipping, they stopped cutting comedy. Everything just shut up and just let him do his thing. Yes. He, and then you get to the part where he's not there, and it's just like. 
back to generic Marvel. Yeah, and I'm just like, even like, uh, I can go ahead and say it. Go um, for it. Yeah, spoilers. The part where he took, told uh, him to jump into the, uh, the, the, uh, his little time part of the thing to help, to help so he can bring it back yeah. down so he can get a thing. As soon as he jumped off the platform, it went back into that thing, but it just started showing up into the thing saying, hey, ignore this plot. Like, like the, the when, when, Mo, uh, let's talk about Modoc later. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, when he was jump, when he jumped in there and he went to it and he jumped like, to grab the power of yeah, force. He jumped in there and he started. Oh, he started multiplying. And yeah. it was just like it was like, oh, what's his name? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? What right. the hell? Nothing beyond that. It, it went no further beyond that. It was just no. like they splitting those meters. Like, oh no, let's all have them have a mad dash towards the thing. They all dying back and forth. Just and it, and it, it's so it was so comedic the whole time that I felt no tension. No, it was the it, it, it was it, it felt like. Uh, it was like in in the Last Jedi when Rey goes into the whatever the fuck goes into the pool underwater wherever the fuck she's in uh, on the island, and it's a tech demo. That's what it is. It's a tech demo. You have look what we can do with Scott Lang. We can multiply him several times over. He can do the the Naruto thing. Uh, you know he can do the clone jutsu. Like it's great. But you did you did nothing with it. You really did. All right. Since yeah. You know. Since let's go into yeah. Let's keep. Since going. we're on that scene. Yeah. Um. Okay. So like I said, like uh, like I'm okay with Marvel breaking their own universe to make a joke. Yeah. Um. Like kind of only when it lands, and like for this movie, it didn't. Like, they only did it once, and it didn't fit. And that was that scene where, out of nowhere, they had the Basket Robbins employee, Scott Lang. Oh and it's like, gosh. that doesn't make any sense because that's like, all right, so it's different possibilities of this current situation, not different realities of the situation. Right. And um, so that comes, and it's he's the only one there, and it's just for a joke, and it's not like a background thing. They end this because, like, they make him bright, they make him bright and they emphasize him. The movie stops to have you laugh. Like, Bastard Robin, Scott Lang is here. And um, that joke doesn't land. He's still there. Yes. Um, and it just... go And it just... It, there's no follow-up to that. There's no question of it. It just comes out of nowhere. And there's no... It's so weird. There's no other joke like that in the movie. There are a lot of, like... You know, you know, a dialogue jokes between characters, but like he has no nothing that like n- no like like a like non sequitur like like a where reality breaking jokes reality like that break. one. Yes. Right. Um. It's I don't, I don't get that. That, that was so weird. And I, um. And I, I guess we're skipping ahead a little bit, but I was talking to my like my roommate about this movie because we saw the movie, and it was like, you know what? If they want to make this joke good, what they should have done is that um that uh, post credit scene when you see all the kings. Um, there should have been a Basket Robbins King there, and that would have that would have made the uh, joke. Oh, that would have that would have that would have had the joke come full consistently, circle. Consistently, right? Yeah, just have just have like in the audience, you see Basket Robbins King. Yeah, like that would have made it come full circle. At least Basket Robbins, anybody else? Because because even in the beginning of the movie, he says he's not an employee of Basket Robbins anymore, but he's just on the employee of the and month. If you keep bringing it, if you bring it up in the in the beginning, the middle, and now so the end, that would be great. It doesn't yeah. make any that sense. Make sense. That like it's a different reality, not a different possibility. Right. So that was so that like that I, I it's like I know I'm on this one joke, but it was just. It's it was really bad. No, I know you, it, he brought he brought for, something I yeah, hadn't for, I didn't for a movie that no, I did I for a movie has that cons- for a movie that has like um that has consistently with itself, 
I mean, like, if this was a Deadpool movie, I'd be like, okay. If this was She-Hawk, I'd be like, okay, they're just being stupid anyway. But, like, like this is this a... This is a major event the, movie. Yeah, this is a serious... film, theatrical Very film. serious the tone. Is, they, yeah. they, took, What's up? they took the comedic character and made it everybody. So, it, throughout the movie, it's just these unnecessary could be comedy moments that you just think like why is this, what's the point of this like for instance you have Hank Pym who was really the straight man throughout the Ant-Man uh, now trilogy he was more the straight man in the first two movies he had, he would have some quip he had some quick, quippy one-liners but not the way that they have him his dialogue this time around he's completely changed up I this movie say. is really unbalanced because um, the the thing about the first two movies is like they're comedic is because the main the main plot and the main focus is Scott Lang and his journey is his story. Um, this movie Scott Lang sort of like has a uh, uh, he he has plot B while the other characters uh, Michael Douglas and who plays the wasp? Who you said who? Uh, the, Hope the, Van Dyne. Hope mean? Van Dyme. Uh, is that her character name? That's her character name. Okay. I don't have the oh, actress's okay. name. Well, yeah. Um, well, Hank Hem and Hope Van Dyne. And Hope. Well, don't forget Jeanette Van Dyne, the Jeanette. worst character in all of the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I want to talk about her in the second. Yeah. Well, like, because, yeah. like, because, like, even in the second movie, um, you can say there was a serious tone with him in a in a quantum realm, but that was a plot B. Right. Um, Scott Lang, even in his journey, um, it's it's very it's very plot B, even though even though he's the one that meets King. Um, the main focus is whatever. Um, uh, Hope's mom was doing while she was in the quantum realm. Somehow, this and is they the kept key question, feeding yeah. you that story like piece by piece. Yes, um, and like but much we, more, much less interesting. Much, by the way, well, than it the made me upset plot because line. the uh, she wasn't telling her family in the terrible situation like she wasn't telling them the whole story and like fine she was she had she had trauma she was quiet for like yes. most of the time being back in the regular regular dimension Absolutely. but like but she was but she wasn't telling but like when when they were get to the quantum realm they're in a dire situation she's not telling she's not, them everything and like not all at once and so, it made me no mad at that character so i want to quick trivia how long do you think quantum mania is set after ant-man and the wasp when she comes back how many years? Well, it's five. No, after the blip, so it's after <laughs> yeah. the blip too. So let's say you add the blip. How many years? So you have the yeah, blip. Yeah, she just got and back, and then they blip. blip. Five years. So let's say how many years after the blip do you think this was? How many more years would you give it? Two. Okay. She's been there for four added years and didn't say anything about Kang, about the world below, or anything. You know, and by the way, at the same time, her daughter, who is the Wasp, asking her the whole time, probably, because we get a lot of that. All they have her doing is, hey, mom, what's up? Hey, what's happening? What happened down there? And the whole time, she's just like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to say. And like, look, I understand that maybe some people do that, but you cannot just hold that off for four years and then get into the situation and then not tell them once they're on the ground in the fucking quantum realm, all right, here's what happened. Look, all right, she puts, she covers them, right? She hides them from the ship. That's like, all right, fuck, I got to tell you. Um, there is a villain here, fucking incredibly powerful villain. We have to get the fuck out of here. We have to find them. We have to get out of here because if he comes back and gets to the Earth, actual planetary level, we're doomed. We are absolutely doomed. That's it. That's like 30 seconds. Actually. That's 30 seconds. I, like, I, I can... 
like I'm sorry, I, I, I can't, I can't relate, this. but I can understand that like okay, she has a lot of trauma from the quantum realm. She doesn't want to say anything. Kang is stuck down there, so that's not a problem. She has, I guess, she doesn't have to worry about. Um, she's gonna leave that behind and just forget about it. But when they're in the quantum realm and they're in like they don't know what's going on, and she. She knows, like, they see that she knows her way around. She knows everything. She knows all these weird people. And she's not giving them answers. Like, that, I don't get that. I don't get that. And they, she's like, okay, I'm going to tell you this part. I'm gonna, then I'm going to tell you this part. Then I'm going to tell you this part. And, and, like, she's not giving them everything at once or just telling them, like, everything once they get down there. By the way, you also know why it's disrespectful she didn't tell them anything. What was the last thing she had Scott do before they get blipped? Go to the quantum realm, <laughs> and she didn't say, "Hey, There's we're gonna throw you down there, but we're not gonna tell you." And I know that this was before you know the events where Kang is valuable. So obviously, whoever wrote this movie didn't think about the fact that in the sequel movie, before the prequel, before this movie, that this would be absolutely antithetical to her not saying it to the guy that they're going to take to the quantum realm. Like, I don't know. It's just. I, 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 I only, it doesn't make sense. I, are you against that she actually had anything traumatic, super traumatic happen to her? Because I, yeah. from what we saw in the movie, she was chilling with him for a long, a long period of time. Yeah, she could have even fucked him. I don't know. And, and that was, it was alluded to. It was alluded um, to, yeah. Uh, and also, like... B- the dude, the what the, the, was his name? The guy who plays the uh, friend. Uh, you mean because, Bill Murray, the yeah, worst he, fucking cameo in he, all of the MCU? No, yeah. he said, yeah, he, he, literally, he said, oh, you left us here. Because that means she, she left before the fight was even over. Yeah. I mean, she, 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 she bailed on everybody. So I'm thinking, like, she couldn't be too traumatic if she was ready to just she bail just on She bounced, by yeah, the way. Like, yeah, she left. If, if you think, like, it would have been something along the lines that she was forced to come back. Like, they pushed her into it. Yes. No, she bailed on all of them. Right. So I'm, I was like, it can't be too dramatic that you didn't want to share anything. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know. That's sorry, what doesn't add no, up, but that's the, only, that's the only assumption I can make. I just have no, yeah. I have no ability to feel empathetic for her character because she just didn't even pr- attempt to protect her. T- her. Her family is literally based around quantum mechanics. So the minute that you don't tell them when you get back, every minute since that point, it's like, all right, your, your family has technology based around quantum f- technology. That's the whole point of the company that uh, that Hope Van Dyne runs now. Pim Van Dyne, she runs that company. So at this point, it's like, all right, my daughter's curious. What the fuck is going on in the quantum realm? Her company deals with quantum technology. Guess what you should probably tell your daughter? It's not rocket science. And, like, that's, and that's a... Oh. Go ahead. And that's the main problem with this movie is um, they... The three characters, Hope, um, Hope, Hank, Hank, and and uh, I keep forgetting the ladies. Hope, Hank, and Jeanette. Van Hope, Van. Hope, Hank, and Jeanette. They have the plot A role, and yes. like because of Jeanette, I'm not, I'm not vibing with their interactions. No. And like I, I still find like Scott Lang an endearing character, but like uh, you know the movie is barely about him, and like every time they get away from him, um, like I'm, I'm just like okay, we're. Where uh, I'm not bored, but like I'm just I'm just, just like at the, I'm just like at the screen like doing the why gesture like what yeah. like yeah doing the what gesture yeah and um it, I I think yeah I think this this should have been like Scott's movie and I or or like if, if um since they have since plot A because like okay you got the serious characters and you got the comedic characters um I think like 
if you're gonna if you're gonna have like the you should have the series characters meet up with Kang first probably, and like probably have like, probably have the you know comedic characters meet up with Bill Murray. And uh, can we get to the Bill Murray cameo? We're going to get to that later. Let's just talk about it now. Um, um, I think they used the wrong Bill Murray character. I, they should have just, like, ported over um, the character from Ghostbusters. Because I, like, my favorite Bill Murray is, like, the dry humor. No, the dry I, humor straight man Bill Murray. I think, number one, he probably asked to get a boatload of money for this cameo. I could imagine that a million dollars was added barely, to the budget of this movie he's to barely, pay Bill Murray. But also, I don't think he, he... Okay, it's either number one, he's doing the Harrison Ford back in the 2000s where he didn't give, give a fuck about the roles that he's in, where he's just coming off as absolutely disinterested, because that's all I got from this movie. Was, how much what, his role yeah. was absolutely uninteresting. Like, the way he spoke it was disinteresting. Like, there was no concern. And maybe that's what they wanted him to do. Well, here's the thing. They gave him the same... He's the same character as Jeff Globin was in Thor Ragnarok. Wow. Yeah. So, like, if... I was excited when I saw Bill Murray's face in the trailer. I was excited, like, ooh, I want to see the interaction between him and Scott Lang. And, like... We never get that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because they use the wrong Bill Murray. I want... The character, the Bill Murray, like, uh, the Bill Murray, like, characteristics I like in most movies is, like, when he's a dry straight man. So, I was hoping, like, in the perfect, and like, the better version of this movie is, like, he has a scene with Scott Lang, and he's a Ghostbusters Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, like, and, that like, tone, and, and it, you mean the yeah, tone, by the way. Yeah, like the that. tone, and, like, you know, Scott Lang does a goofy Scott Lang thing, and Bill Murray's like, oh, my God, really? Right. Like, something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Y'all, y'all, I have no, I have no on Bill Murray at all. Like, yeah, I, I, have, I just I have no thoughts on him with that at all. Yeah, I, I just thought that was like the Bill Murray. I, I do because I was excited for that cameo, but like it, just, it, it was a disappointing one. It was an absolutely disappointing cameo. Like this was as disappointing to me, Martin. You brought up. Uh, the character that plays Quicksilver in X-Men. This was more disappointing than learning that the Quicksilver character in X-Men had no point in being in WandaVision at all. Like, I don't know what level of disappointment I had in either role. I would say equally disappointed in both of those because both of them led to nowhere. Both of them led to, oh, here's an actor that I've seen in something else before and it's basically pointless. Like, all we get to hear is he fucked... He fucked Hope Van Dyne's mom once or a couple times or a few times, and they were a thing. And there's a fighting force in the quantum realm. Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I'm going to be absolutely honest with you. The, the fighting force shit in the quantum realm, I could give a fuck less about that entire plot line. Like, the fact that it takes up such a chunk, it is so stupid. Like, I know they wanted us to care about something in the quantum realm, but if this was just sort of more empty... And you just had to escape from Kang. I'll give that way more interest in that than it being a bunch of random fucking aliens that were saying some one-liners. It's like what the f- what the fuck just, was this? That was what it. the fuck was that? Just, all of them just quippy and one-liner and just it was it was just, Thor again. It was, was the new Thor movies again. Where wherever Scott is wherever Scott. Oh sorry. As soon as that jelly thing said, as soon as he started talking, I heard the voice. I was like, up. Uh, it's this character, and I was like, from there I just felt like I, none, none of the none of the people, none of the side players. I saw I cared about. It. As soon as I heard his voice, I was like, okay, they're going in this direction. I don't care about any of these. But by the way, did you guys actually? Were you actually curious when they were speaking in alien and we didn't know what they were saying at first? A little bit. 
Like a little bit of intrigue. Little more just intriguing. a bit. Right, a bit more intrigue. Not like, ooh, I'm way more hype, but like just, huh. They, they don't speak English. We're just going to have to figure it out as we go along. And then they drink the fucking goop, and that's a joke, by the way. By the way, the, the goop whole, the whole goop, drink the goop thing, I thought that was going to be way more serious than, like, you know, it's like, why the fuck would I want to drink a, goop? And then, like, quickly, like, what? Okay. That was a weird I don't Yeah, drink the ooze. How, 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 how did she even get ahead of the other characters? Yeah, and, and then more. cuts back, and he's, like, he's drinking it as they cut back. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? There's some, there's some time error right there, because how did she get ahead of him when they both got captured at the same time when she went through the process already? Oh, there's a lot of errors. Yeah. Uh, I'll well, I, I I get to the errors of this movie after, after I, got, I got some other points. By the way, did you notice in the very beginning of the movie that, like... So, there, what's in, okay, there is, in the very beginning, we, we open on the cave, right, where the crash landing, right, it's not beginning, the beginning of the movie is the crash landing, um, where she's in the quantum yeah. room, and then we cut to San Francisco, right? Uh-huh. Do you notice that's just an editing mistake, where the MCU intro clearly should have been between that and the San Francisco, clearly, that would have been the typical MCU editing style. I because they cut from that quickly to Welcome Back, instead of having any in-between. Oh, no, that... Uh, I, usually, I, I, I don't I, know, usually that's where the MCU intro sits, is you have something serious, very similar to, like, what was that, in uh, Endgame? You had the family of Hawkeye get blipped, and then, you know... I was okay with that transition, because it was like a... It tone was a, shift. It was it was it was a jokey one because well it was a tone shift but like um well, well I wasn't sure what where the tone it's the beginning of the movie so like I um I didn't really care about tone at that point I was sure. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it but um uh, I I thought that was a clever um like it was a joke in on itself the editing because I uh, it was like um you thought it was like an estab- like a a text over the a text over the setting yeah um but like it turns out it was just a car. Was that like was truck. no, that was great. It was truck, I love that. And, it, yeah. and it goes over and, it's, and it um, and like oh, that was just a truck. Yeah. Okay, that, that, that was a nice little editing joke. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, by the way, another thing, uh, new MCU intro, same same theme, but we get a revised intro with the characters. So now we get was it? Okay. We get yeah, we now get more modern characters. You still get the shield toss or whatever it was um, in the very beginning, but now we have the new Black Panther. We now have. Uh, uh, um, What's her name from Black Panther? The new Black Panther. Um, we now have new Hawkeye. I think we have quite a few characters that have now dropped in that are now in the MCU template. That's cool, but I wish they were actually doing something instead of just like they were just posing through. Yeah, they were posing. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wish they were actually like in, like you know you say throwing the shield or doing some kind of action because they were more just all kind of doing yeah, stand just, poses. They probably should change it up at this point because like I, um it, and like I. I was I remember like even like uh, during phase three even for like the least exciting Marvel movies in that era in that phase, um, I was still excited to see that intro pop up because it was like I'm at a, I'm at a big I'm at a, I'm at a Marvel event it's big and I'm I'm just excited to see that logo in the theater all the time yeah um you know and now we get to now we're after this is like the aftermath of phase four. And um, you know the TV shows and stuff, and like seeing that logo, I'm like, okay, yeah, this, it, this is the Marvel. They, it, like, it lost so much impact with me. That and the logo me- used to mean so lot to me, and it used it's to so always, it, like, um, it used to always get me so pumped. Like, like mainly the regular version of that logo, right? Used to always get me so pumped. I'm like, all right, Marvel movie time. That's right. 
And yeah. like now it's just like there's no impact anymore. It's very strange. I thought they were gonna refine it or do something new. I thought there was going because to I thought it was gonna play now. I was surprised they didn't play around with it for this movie because I thought it was like this was a quantum movie, so it's gonna shrink or glitch out or some shit. Like no. It's just they just pace it over the regular fanfare. Um, I, I, I like I didn't know I didn't even notice it was like new poses and stuff. Yeah. But I don't think that mattered. But like it, they, it they, really they, they sort of just like pace it over the fanfare. Yeah. But like uh, so it wasn't it didn't really leave an impact for me. I think they should have played around with it because they did with they played around with, with it for a lot of movies. Um, I'm sure. For, for the most recent one, they played around with it for um, uh, it, for a. Uh, uh, Black Panther was a tribute logo. Yeah, kind of like Sam Lee. You got like tries Chadwick Boseman everywhere. We're probably gonna get something for Guardians as well I, since that's a closeout movie. Uh, oh, um, Guardians is it's going to be like because uh, I think the same thing as the other ones. Music over. Yeah, music over. Oh, but then yeah. you're gonna get something with the intro. The characters probably morph. Yeah. I, I, I imagine it's it probably it could be a different shade of color, but like, I think it's gonna be like the same logo but like different music over. I do like I do enjoy when they do that too. Absolutely. Like, you get like um I, like. Like I said before, I, I did like what they did with Black Panther because not only was it a tribute, it was just like, it, it was just silent. You just lingered on it after the funeral. It's like, huh. We're going to talk about Scott Lang and Cassie after a quick break. You know, I promised your mom that you would only use this stuff when one of us was around. It's really dangerous tech. I know, it's dangerous. What if the cops took it from you? Huh? What if you lost it? I didn't lose the suit. You have a suit? Wait. You have a suit? I know how to take care of myself, okay? Trust me, I'm pretty good at it by now. Ouch. Scott Lang was a, obviously a critical part of this movie. Um, I, I thought he was, you know, you know, underutilized because we had those two different plot directions. But um, what did you guys think of Scott Lang? Oh, he was definitely underutilized because he didn't have an arc in this movie. It was just him um, with his daughter. Um, yeah. And, like, the person that had an arc was his, was his daughter. Um, and like a was it really an arc? I, I it was really it was it was really fast forwarded. Like, it, it was fast. It was it was as yeah as as like as like uninteresting and like un, like unimportant as it was. It was still like an arc, right? And, and as bad and like as badly developed. It was still kind of an arc. It was a mini arc, but like it was there. But it was the only thing Scott had. It was only it was the only thing Scott had purpose was in this movie was to help his daughter and yeah. care for his daughter and stuff. Um, uh, and like, uh, I think what the main, the main issue with this movie is that, um, you know, for a movie called Ant-Man and the Wasp, there's not, like, there's not much Ant-Man and the Wasp and they shouldn't have. Cause like, I like, I like the dynamic of this entire family. They should not have split them up. I think they could have done this whole movie with all five of them together. They could, they could have, or they could have just had it be Ant Man, the Wasp, and the daughter, and that would have been just fine as well. But uh, well, I mean, like they still, they they shouldn't have them split in general. God no, like because like all those scenes, like with the uh, with the main three. I mean, well, I mean with, with the, the family three. With, is what I'm gonna uh, call with it the, um, with the with Hope's family. I'm yeah. gonna say Hope's family. That's a good way. All those scenes yeah. with Hope's family. Um, they probably would have been better if, like, Scott was in the background, like, just commenting on stuff. Right. And, like, adding his light humor to their, it would have been, like, to their dynamic, um, where, like, it just feels like a disconnected movie when you, like, it when pl- plot B, Scott, plot A, them, back and forth. Um, yeah. it didn't help that, yeah. the, that Scott had to get stuck with the fighting force, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely it, terrible. Because they, they feel... They feel like really, cause like really disconnected from each other, yes. and like 
By the way, did you think that they were on different levels of the quantum realm in the beginning? Because the way the movie pitched it, it felt like they were just yeah. on different levels that they couldn't reach in quant- like in the quantum realm. The, the thing, yeah, and the, the thing about this movie is there's so it's the tone is conflicting of like what's important and what's not because the uh, it's you're you're spending more time with Hope's family and like the backstory of. Of Jeanette's, Jeanette's, uh, that's her, Janet's, uh, Janet, Janet, of Janet's backstory, and like, uh, but Scott Lang meets Kang, and um, but like he gets all the jokey moments too, and he's still quippy during those sections too. Well, um, so it's it's very it's very conflicting. It, uh, um, of, of like the tone is very messy, I, and I, like well this whole and like the the whole movie in general is just very messy especially in terms of editing like do you, do you, yeah. this is like the most messy editing of like the Marvel movie because like have you like have you noticed like the the shots like the um the cuts were really bad because there was like one section where like they were Kang and like um Kang uh, no yeah they were all going Scott it was Scott Modoc um uh uh What's the darkest Scott name? Modoc Hope. Um, not yeah, no, no, not Hope. Cassie. Cat Scott Modoc Cassie, and uh, and they're all going through a portal. Yeah. Uh, Kang opens the portal to them. It cuts to the cuts to the viewpoint of Scott and uh, Cassie. Cassie, but like Kang is just like right there walking with the portal because like he's there and now he's now he's over there, or like there was a cut where um, uh, Hope is trying to go after Scott. In the um, in the um, the battle, no, the uh, crystal, the uh, in the um, the core. You mean the final battle? Is this what you're that's talking about? That's not the final. It's the core. Yeah, of they that. all jumped into the core. Where, where Scott is like spinning apart into oh, yeah, possibilities. Absolutely. Um, where like you see the ship. Yes. But you don't see um, you don't, you don't see Hope get out of the ship. She's just there. Right. And like, there's a lot of other weird cuts in this movie. It's like very, it's like very messily edited. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's not. There's a lot of flaws in this movie. Um, the production was not good. Um, I think it was Jeremy Johns. I watch him. Uh, he's a pretty good YouTuber. Um, who's been doing uh, movie reviews for yeah. over a decade. Um, almost two decades coming up soon. And um, one thing he brought up was that it's got to be that they're using the volume a little bit too much because there's just a lot of shots that are just blurry or just kind of blurred out a bit in the background a lot. There's not doesn't seem to, be able, seem to be a lot of shooting on location. In fact, the most beautiful shots were in San Francisco because I'm sure that was actually shot on location somewhere. And that's another thing that the Ant-Man movies had going for them too was a lot of their stuff was shot on actual Earth and not in a CG world. So you had pretty good combat scenes in the past of Ant-Man where, like, they'd slow things down and you'd see cool combat fights. This, I'm going to be honest, there, there were a lot of bad fights in terms of just the angles. Interesting combat, but just bad angles. I think the Kang fight at the end was the best, obviously. You had really good combat uh, between Scott and Kang, but just not just not good overall when it comes to the entire movie. I want to just mention, though, for Scott, um, in the beginning of the movie... You know, her daughter gives him real a lot of shit, and I, it just gets kind of passed under the rug. But like, you know, he, she said some really disgusting shit to to a guy that saved the world. Like, this is the equivalent of like, let's say someone saved the world from a nuclear bomb, but isn't helping in the present. It's like, well, he still saved the world from a nuclear bomb. Like, 
I don't know, man. Like, it's like, oh, man, like, you know, um, for instance, like, Cassie's like, you know, he's like, man, like, you kind of don't do anything now. And also, by the way, the movie doesn't treat Cassie being in prison as, like, anything. It's like, ah. Yeah. She's a, like, she's it's, a teenager. Because it's like, look, like, she's a. like I, focus I, on, like, the very beginning. Like, I know That's Scott it. was in prison, but so, like, that happens. I and mean, it's like, his parents kid. His parents kid. Her parents cared. It yeah, was, but it was, it, was, it was no, but it was sweet pretty quickly because even even like Hope, the, and, uh, I, I and it's like even Hope been, was in the back, like in the front was like uh, taking. She was taking. She was, she was his doing son. any parenting. She wasn't doing any parenting at during the movie. What I'm saying. No, she was not. She but she was defending the daughter. Like most of the time, it was usually Hope defending the daughter when it would be those interactions, and then Scott would have to be on his own, kind of like trying to play as the only parent person that's like trying to get her daughter to take shit seriously like dude you're in prison like that why is the movie taking that lightly additionally again like i'm just gonna keep throwing stuff on the daughter is play again we we keep getting all of these characters i i don't mind positive feminism but every single young female character in the mcu can do just about everything like smart as fuck knows how to do like scientific shit out the asshole and can just do it. Like, we've got Black Panther, two characters now can do it. She can do it now. It's like, I don't have a Hawkeye. problem with it, but it, Hawkeye can do it now. Like, can we at least, like, we talked, you talked about this earlier. It's like, even in the combat, like, we don't even see an opening scene where maybe she's the one and she's fighting thugs like Spider Man was in the first Spider-Man movie that we get in the MCU. Like, we don't see her taking care of crime fighting so that we know that she's learning about how to combat. It's just that she says, oh, I've been fighting these homeless... I've been fighting for homeless rights. Which, by the way, movie... Um, I'm going to say this. Your aim... Like, she's like, you're not helping with the homeless situation. Number one, um, your father's girlfriend runs a major conglomerate company. She could solve this. Number two, where the fuck... It's Stark Industries for the 31st time in a fucking row. Where is Stark Industries? If if they're not working on weapons technology, they're at least trying to help the world because that's what the wife of Tony Stark was at least doing. Like, who is doing this? Because all of the movies and the TV shows keep pitching this thing of the world is in sh the world is shit. There's no home. There's a lot of homeless people that haven't gotten their shit together or solved because people lived in their homes before and now they don't have homes now. It's like. So, so wait, wait, if you're going to bring this problem up, if you're going to announce this, that, that everyday people, like all the normies in the MCU world are in such a shit situation, tell me that there's something or someone trying to do something, not just Scott Lang's daughter says, I'm fighting for him, fuck you, Scott Lang, like, that's some dirty shit, like, I'm just tired of the MCU, like, bring these things up, and then- You were asking where Stark so Industry was? I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing, I know that's a pet peeve that they don't mention Stark Industry. That is my main, that is one of my main, that's been my running- Pee, that's man. been my running pet peeve for about like eight. Thank you, Spider Man. <laughs> that's been my running pet peeve for eight years. Yeah, for eight, for eight movies, eight or nine so movies now. I'm just saying that. Look, Stark Industries. I, was I say that one because it's 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 constantly mentioned in Spider Man. That's it. Yes, but like. Stark Industries and Stark himself, biggest factor in the MCU for. Probably, I think what twenty-two of the thirty-one movies that have been in the MCU. 
he dies, we get just about nothing except for the Stark tech in No Way Home. After that movie, it's like, look, I know that he's not running it anymore, but you got to tell me Stark Industries is at least helping the world out here. Like, they that's did something. What, what, what did they say? Penny Parker signed to check in Far From Home to for like the homeless people that uh, um, Pete like that Spider-Man's being a spokesperson for. If you remember the beginning of Far From Home, Far From Home. Oh, when they're just the quick cameos of things happening, or um, do you remember? Is this in- do you, do, no, do you remember in the beginning of Far From Home when uh, Spider-Man is like being a spokesperson in some kind of like auditorium? Yes. And he's like a, yeah. Penny Parker signs a check, but that's all we get. Okay. All right. Do you remember that? Yeah. Barely. But yeah, yes. I do remember the, you know, he's holding like, things. She's, yeah. But I get Stark Industries is helping with that. But that's, after, but after that's that, the only reference we get to Stark stuff is Stark Tech and Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2. That's right. But it's not even really, it's more like the Stark Tech is the similar, the content is similar to Stark Tech. Yes. But not actually Stark yes. Tech. Because it's, what's her, it's cause Riri, cause Riri can just build it in her fucking the, garage. That's, yes. last, that's the last time we, like, the name Stark was actually plot important. Right. And again, guys, I'm not trying to say that it's critical, but I'm saying that if you're going to bring up a plot point, like, yeah, there's a lot of homeless people, and this has been Falcon and the Winter Soldier, movie after movie, it's like, you say this, you, just little line drops of, like, you know, shit's happening, or in TV shows, shit's happening in the world, it's odds, there's no homes for people, like, if you're going to keep bringing that up, like, someone's got to be doing something. Well, they need to have, like, some kind of, like, they have shows, I, like, a there's no show that's, like, focused on it. And, and Falcon like, was the closest get, like, thing. Well, She-Hulk is a slice of life and a um, and a like a comedy. So they could have had an episode focused on that. They could have had like like I, like um, She-Hulk. The show was kind of a waste because they had to have like a little aspect show focusing on like the parts of the MCU, like uh, that like just kind of like untalked about that yeah. the movies have like other bigger plot important things going on. Um, so like uh, they're like they're. They're they're not like a uh, tell like shit. I forgot. I forgot. They're just not. It's not a thing that they're refo- they're focused on. Talking yeah. About. yeah no. Like, but they had like they had plenty of space in other places. Too. Had, yeah. No. We had, I, they think, had whole, I think they had a whole. I think any of these TV shows is a perfect is a perfect um is a perfect opportunity to talk about these subjects. Right. Yeah, I, I you know like I and again sorry I didn't like, mean, I didn't mean for this yeah. to go off for so long I just I've been aggravated on this for a while and then you're telling me that the daughter of Scott Lang who was just excited to be an Avenger helped save the day and is now getting shit from his daughter has to hear shit about her from her about like oh you're not helping shit there are people out there that are in trouble it's like you know like well fuck man like I'm, I'm sorry but can I like can I be happy Thanos was fucking satisfied and he. Can't killed a half half the fucking universe he's sitting on a farm happy like he can't just sit there enjoy the fact like he wrote a book he was so committed about like having fun like in the fact that he was in such a thing he wrote a book about it he's like fuck man i'm i'm me like yes yeah, it's happening out there but that's another thing about success is you can just enjoy it like i, I just don't get it man like I, that really bugged the fuck out of me and um i think scott lang deserves at least the ability to enjoy the fact that you know he's been doing some street level stuff and now he's at the point where he was an Avenger, and it's like now you have now. You, let's just I'll end it on this, and then we can move if you have something else. Well, I I can tell you the structure like where we should finish this off. Modok, then Kang, and now we'll leave into the post credit scenes. Cool. There we go. Because I'll just say this: when she was like crying, 
with her dad, and she's like, I got us into this. I'm like, yes, the fuck you did. You didn't have to do this. You said you made a fucking quantum thing, and also your grandmother did the same causes too. Both of you guys are like a fucking figure eight causing this shit. You just did. She didn't say shit, and the daughter's just working on quantum tech. You guys are just stupid as fuck. This is a dumb fucking family. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, anyway, let's talk about an even dumber it's, it's part of It's funny that, like, the Ant-Man concepts... The MN concepts are is a thing that saved the uh, the entirety of Phase Three, and the Ant Man and the new Ant Man concept is this thing that starts the entirety of Phase Four. Phase five. Phase five. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um. By the way, so for Modok, um, no, I just no, want hold on. Uh, before, you start. before you start, what do you got? I got, I got some notes for that. Throw, hey, throw it out. Uh, no, no, you can, you can, you can. I, I want you to read it. Ah, these are. Uh, so. Is this oh, a picture <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's not a picture of a penis. But what I will say is Martin has made significant notes. Um, Martin, I do appreciate your information. He's, in fact, he thinks there's so much to say here that he just left it to me to say. Um, and what he said about MODOK is the following. Uh, MODOK sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, so, okay. I so here's the thing, right? I love the Spider-Man villains being pulled from like the past, like Stark-wise. But now I kind of understand why some people kind of didn't like that it kept being referenced from past movies and that it wasn't something unique. Because this was terrible. This was absolutely awful. I don't know why they pulled from Ant-Man one. Oh um, my god! I, I oh my god! I like Mordok <laughs> as a concept. It was like, um, but like, it was pointless to have in this movie. And like the so, uh, okay. So let me start. So like. I, I yeah I I enjoy more of the concept. He's a fun he's a funny character to have in um in Marvel's Capcom three. It, it, it's, I'm not good with him, but like, uh, it's it's cool the way they worked him into the to the game and made him fight. Yeah. Um, I think he's like an interesting character. Like when he uh when he has to like against the Fantastic Four. I think he's an interesting villain for the Fantastic Four. So I was hoping he would be either introduced in a Fantastic Four movie or saved for one. Um, I've seen this Hulu show. It was alright. Okay. It, it was a more uh, comedic uh, MODOK uh, character, but like, uh, it, it, made, it made him more like, it made him a joke, but it was like, uh, I, think, like I think the character also works as a joke too, because he also yes. has comics where he's also a joke. Right. Um, this movie is like, a, <laughs> I don't like how they used him because like well first of all they made him attached to Ant-Man because he's the villain from the first movie right um he's somehow got mutated um through to the quantum in the quantum realm when nobody else did um uh, um so that so that's weird and he just dies in this movie that's right um so so he's not saved for the future so it's like alright well they have a chance to make him better, and I want to see him um, interact with whatever new Fantastic Four they have. Nope. And no, uh, no. So, <laughs> what was the point? I didn't like because I didn't like his his role in this movie was not important. If you were to write him out, nothing in this movie would change. Um, it, like, it, it was just it was just his his whole his whole existence in this movie is more Marvel fan service, but like. Uh, I appreciate like whenever they do fan service, but like I I don't like it whenever they do it wrong, and they did it like they did it wrong because even Bill Murray's character um, hint like hinted even though we everyone knew already knew he was in the movie it, it hinted at it like it was a machine of machine only only designed for killing, um, 
and it's like, oh, it's Modok. Modok's coming because I, I missed the second trailer when they uh, when they showed him. I but I yes. did I did hear he was in the movie. Um, but like when they got to him, it it. it his jokes, none of his jokes land, and it was the same joke like, "Oh, your weird big old head and small arms." It was the same joke with every character, and uh, uh, the effect looked weird. Yes, the the effect looked really weird. It was off putting. I get it was a comedic effect, but it was off putting. I I rather have it like if they because like Marvel they they like to be realistic with some things, so I rather them have it where like. They just kept that whole because he had that metal mask on. Yes. Over it, they just should have just kept that. Honestly, um, yeah, yeah, it, and like, it, it was pointless. He wasn't that much of a threat. It, he was his his jokes didn't land. Uh, he was just somebody for I guess Kang to command, but like he didn't have any good dialogue sequences with anybody. Who's the he, annoying rock creature from Thor? Korg. Korg. This is Korg, basically then. Not really. Korg was... Korg Even was worse. No, cool. Korg was endearing. No, in, in I'm saying in... I'm saying in Ragnarok. He was I'm annoying saying in Love Thunder. Thunder. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to pivot so far. I'm just saying, like... Oh, he's, you mean Love he's, and equi- he's equivalent to the to Love and Thunder Korg. To uh, me, because he's yes. just, like, trying to... Ragnarok laugh. Korg is endearing. Uh, and Endgame. And, uh, no, and Endgame Thor. Right. Korg. Uh, uh, he didn't really need to be the Love and Thunder. Well, well, Love and Thunder didn't need to happen. But, right. um... But, um... A... E, <laughs> But yeah, Mo- uh, Modok he j- just has no point in this movie. No. Um, and he like uh, and he dies. Yeah, I, he should have been safe for like a TV show or something. Again, he's a Another he's villain. a fun he's can be a fun villain in certain ways they use him. And it's like I was hoping he would be saved for like the Fantastic Four or something. But like nah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that he's not the Fantastic Four's villain. He's Captain America's. Villain. No, I know. Yeah. No, but he's fun when they. I think uh, he's fun like when he has to interact with the Fantastic Four. Also, yeah, everything you say, yeah. I just. I, I, I know. I, he's not. I agree. With he's not any. He's not anybody's. Uh, like, well, currently, I guess. Like, no, I know. Really, I know you were saying from Captain America's combat. He's just an overall villain throughout the Marvel universe. Right. He can fight. He can be paired up with anybody. I was but like, fine. I think he's his most interesting. Mm-hmm. His most interesting role is like when he's a Fantastic Four villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was fine with him all up until. This sold it was Darren, and when as soon as shit Darren, and it shit just went downhill from there. I just I, I could not any scene he was in. I just could not take it seriously. No, as soon as I saw that stupid face, I was just like, "Are you fucking with me?" And then everyone's reaction, Darren, Darren. I'm just like, and it just kept going. Everyone yeah, saw through almost just, the end of the movie. Everyone, even uh, even even his death was just played off as a joke, and it's just like. What the fuck was what was the point of this? Why did why did you introduce this villain of all the things you introduced? And I get I get it. He, he has he's more comedic in nowadays nowadays. But when he was first introduced, he wasn't meant to be comedic. He, yeah, he, he wasn't meant to. He was That's why I was hoping they saved him because he can be serious later. But they just killed him, making his whole appearance, making this like I was like, okay, this movie's introducing him. Nope, it's it's just he's just his whole. Um, appearance in this movie. And then they try to, to try to save face by having him become a good guy at the end, and it's just like so. Yeah, like, how, okay, like, how Disney animated was? Don't be an asshole, and then he's just I'm not an asshole. That, yeah, I'm not an asshole now. I'm that's I'm the, gonna save Kang. Here's the thing: I like that little joke, but it like this death scene went on for too long. What what joke? Um, it is. I don't like, think it, that it, was even final. That was terrible. No, 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 not not, not when he's dead. I, I, I don't know. I just, I guess, I just like the dialogue where he was like, "Look at me, 
I'm, like I'm. I'm I just a, thought it was wasting I'm time. I'm like, what the? I'm like, let's give her that or not. I, I, I guess I just like I just that like the, I, I like the line, not the dialogue. I just like the line. Uh, look, look at me, I'm a dick. Yeah, the, like, but they're like, I like, guess I like the, it, the delivery was, of that one it, line. It was like the movie stopped when she stopped and looked at him as he was on the ground, and I'm like, what? It was stupid. I guess I, I like the delivery of that dialogue. Are we though. doing uh, that line? I just every every scene he was in, I was just not. Focusing the scene his, where he dies is the worst. It's it's it just and it was because it, 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 the 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 problem was is they they try to make it seem serious. It wasn't serious. It was joking around. Even as he died, they all just turned around and went on his business business as usual. It was not a big deal. He didn't have to show it. He could have fell into a ravine and been done with it. Yep. You know, it, he could have fallen down off the quantum off some of these platforms in the quantum realm. And that's and that's all they had to do. And then to keep going, but man. Every scene I was just in, as soon as, as soon as he took off that helmet, I was fine when he first showed up, and then he had no voice, and the helmet was still there. And as soon as it dropped, and they said Darren, I was I was done. I was. This is it. Could have done so much more with this character because at one point, Modok becomes the the of Hive. He becomes the the leader of Hive. Okay. Uh. So he. he Yes, high. He became he he became the leader high. So he 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 he, he could appear in further movies as that as as like a secret that secret villain of that uh, of that organization. But right. no, they played it off as a one line of joke. They could have yeah. They like, could just have some. He could have some run in the mill uh, sidekick type character that just showed up to help King. Anyone would have done. Anyone would have done that. Why did it have to be Modok? Right. It's. It's not a great game, but they have an interesting, realistic approach to Modok in the Square Enix Adventures game in that story mode. Okay. Um, it, like he's more like he like he does he's he's more humanoid and he's like more of a threat in that game. That's uh, again. I I just uh, like I because like when when I saw that I was like okay so this is what the MCU is Modok's gonna be like nope no it's very it's gonna be it like I'm surprised they like went all out and actually made it comic booky but they did in the worst way. In the worst way, yeah. I, I again, I, I just the wrong choice, um, because if you were, to, I guess that it that does make sense because in the story he dies, in the same story as that is Ant Man. So of course Darren Cross makes sense, but if you're gonna keep him around, Darren Cross would have made almost zero sense. He just doesn't fit the role. Um, it's just a terrible choice. You could have had someone a lot more poppy or fun that would have played with the role, or even more ser- just someone that's more ab- the ability to be more expressive in either seriousness or fun or quirkiness than the actor that plays Darren Cross, because I, it just it yeah. just makes it so sort of bland. And what they did with him, it's no, just terrible. I think I'm saying don't use uh, Modoc at all. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Like, yeah, it could should have been some running the mill little grunt. That was doing all of this. The yeah. comedic thing. They just they should save money for something more important or, or something well, on the line. Or or like uh, I, well I think they sh- they shouldn't have Modoc in this movie. They could have had it in. They could have had him somewhere else. Because um, I think he's still an interesting villain. But the, not this not this one. Not not this Modoc. But the thing is, I think Darren still could have been in this movie because he did like what did, in first Ant Man didn't like super shrink down. He just shrank down. Right? Yeah. So he like didn't he, die, he, could, he just shrank down. Yeah. Could he. So he could have been in the quantum verse, but just have just Darren. He could have it. just been a villain. He could have just been an Darren, it, You could have had just Darren there. And, and then he's also you guys, also have Kang. This movie actually probably would make even more sense. It was like it just Darren is just there, and he's just working with Kang. Yeah, that's it. Like and not, yeah, it's yeah. not Modok. Modok is is a villain on Earth somewhere else that's happening later. 
Yeah. Like, this was, like, the this whole thing was stupid. So you fucked up the concept, and then you got rid of the concept. It just, it's... It, it. But, you know, yeah. But, uh, you know what they didn't fuck up, ladies and gentlemen? Pizza? Kang! They didn't fuck up Kang. Martin, lead us in. What do you oh. feel about the big villain that's going to lead us into Kang Dynasty in 2025 Absolutely or 6? Absolutely What amazing. do you think? Absolutely amazing. He, every scene he was in, he just... Took control of that scene. That scene was his. That movie might as well, well Scott Lang, Scott Kang, because man, <laughs> man, he was. I, this boy was bad. But, and there was there was not a scene or anything where I was disappointed in him at all. He's he, a great actor. Isn't he? Like, uh, isn't he? Um, isn't yeah. he in? Um, Creed three. Like, yes. Yeah, it like, makes like, me want to watch the Creed movies now. That's like, right. Yeah. His intimi- the, the, the he is so intimidating in parts. So I just like I felt like when it was in that prison scene where it was. When he held up his daughter and turned it out like I felt like I felt like he would just really do it like if yeah. he hadn't said yeah today like I'm just gonna do this like yeah because like there are a lot of villains in the, in the MCU who doesn't feel like they would uh, kill the kid right like, but he felt like he was just like I'm gonna do what I'm saying I'm gonna put through what I was saying because that is the uh, that was that was that is great and he, he that like my dad um, uh, he feels like he's almost crying in his dialogue. And like, he feels like, somber for it, but he knows yeah. he has to do it. Yeah, and it's like, and it, it's also, it's also like even, even more matching because like his scars make it, make it look like tears. Yes. Um, did you, um, anybody finish Loki? No. Okay. The, no, I will, no, I will say, we'll, the yeah, last, I'll talk about that later. Well, you should watch the last, at least get to the last episode or watch the last episode of Loki because that's when you first get introduced to Kang. Oh, the scene with the Thorn with the Thorn Rooms. Yes. I've seen, yeah, yeah. That's a great scene with him. Yes. And he... He's not Kang there, though. Huh? He's not Kang there, though. You mean the he's Conqueror. A, he's, he's not, not a, a Conqueror. He's Kang. He's not, he, no, he can call himself Kang then. But he is Kang. He is Kang. No, no, no. He's, but he's not he's the Conqueror Kang, but he is... He's a version of Kang. I, I know he's a version of Kang, but you can't really call versions of Kang, Kang, because... <laughs> You have to, because, okay, we, in one of the end credits scenes, we see a billion of them, so okay. first, and you really got all of I'm not going to leave it to later, because yes. like, I feel a problem coming up with that. We, I do, too, but we'll talk about that later, but anyway. That's probably a thing yeah. in the comics, anyway. in this MCU iteration, they called him Kang. Anyway, this Kang, Kang, anyway, the Kang from Loki, as you were saying. Yes, the Kang, <laughs> the Kang from Loki. <laughs> <laughs> the Burger Kang. Yeah. Yes. But, um, yeah, the Kang from Loki, uh, like, he, uh, that scene, I think that's a great, like, uh, like final scene because it's not a a uh, flying laser battle. It's just a <laughs> it's just a airy a, a very airy like a uh, tense scene of them talking to Kang and he's discussing like like calmly like you have this choice uh, like you can either you can you can either like a uh, I guess let me live or if you kill me all the other kings will be able to yeah, yeah, unlock we'll, their potential. We'll, yeah, will unlock their potential. And it's like a the way he plays like like I don't think the uh the ending I also think the ending of Loki um story wise is just but that whole scene with him with oh, him so in that role tension, so much so much tension suspense, suspense it's like, oh my it's god. Great. It oh, is man. great. Yeah. Um and like a yeah, like he's just a great actor and I look forward to more of him I think because um, that post credit scene again we'll talk made, about that but yeah, that yeah that's a big scene. question right there yeah because uh, that mid credit scene is like it's looking like those Krangs 
are playing more. Huh? K- Krangs, yeah, those Krangs are from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But those Krangs are playing. You know, those are, Krangs are pl- like they seem more like villainous. Like oh, we should attack him. Attack! They they seem more like high volume because like we. It, it, it looks like the um because we had we had a more the nice calm king and Loki yes. and we had like a uh, a very somber a very absolute I would say six. Kang where he's just I have to do this I need to get back this is my goal yes a if menacing, I have to kill your daughter I'll do yeah, it like menacing with somber you know, king and the this main king yes yes so mm-hmm. like I hope there's like the same type of angles for whatever king we're whatever these other goofier kings yeah. are yeah but look. So when I saw Kang here, um, I thought in my head, I'm like, okay, so imagine Infinity War, right? Imagine, so because Infinity War is all, it's about our Avengers, but it's also about Thanos very much. Imagine if if uh, Infinity War was a very bland, if not terrible movie, but all the Thanos parts were great. That's the equivalent here to Ant-Man. Because every time that he's on screen, as you mentioned, Martin, he's amazing. And in fact, he uplifts the movie. Um... The beginning scene is interesting because you don't know where it's going to go. He just pops up. It's like, fuck, okay. Uh, every scene where it's Scott Lang and the daughter and he's in a... Again, this is the whole thing. This is the whole fucking thing with... Also, like, we talked about the promotional shit. Like, I thought they were going to give him so much more valuable dialogue than just what he said to Scott Lang, where it's like, all right, I can kill her. And then that just ends and closes off. And then we go back to the other plot, as you talked about. I thought that this plot was so underutilized with Kang because there's so much you could do with him. And you just kind of don't. You're just kind of like, all right, I hope he doesn't get it. And then he gets it, and he almost gets it. And by the way, I think Kang logically would not have let himself or Ant-Man hit the energy core at all. Very convenient that at the end battle, you know, he uh, at some point he gets thrown into the energy core. I just don't think that... Kang would have the lot. He's incredibly intelligent right there on the edge of getting out. Uh, He's not going to do that. And also, he's not going to lose to fucking ants, guys. Like, I'm sorry. um, Like, uh, he's not going to lose to ants. By the way, that end battle, uh, uh, very, like, uh, uh, what disc very discount store version of Endgame slash Rise of Skywalker battle right there in the ending? Yeah. Like uh, that's what was going through my head when I was looking at that ending battle. I was like, my, you guys, you guys just, you guys already did this. Like, my, my head cannon for that is that he ain't dead. Cause when he got sucked into that core, yeah. Uh, my head cannon is like, he's not dead. Cause no, no, no. I'm not talking about when he gets sucked into the core. I'm saying he's right there at the portal. Yeah. And in the fight, like. At some point, I think either he gets thrown into it or he throws Lang into yeah, it. Yeah, I just don't think that. No, I know that at some point he gets pulled in, but I'm saying if he's right there to get outside, he's gonna find. A, he moved his daughter like that, like thirty minutes ago, runtime wise. He just moved her across the room, and you're telling me that he's just gonna be like, yeah, you know, all right. And then Scott gets to say, you know, all oh, both of us have to lose. Like he's not gonna let it get there. Like, I just don't believe it. He's not going to let it get there. He's not going to let himself get further down into the fucking core of this beast he, or weapon or tool or whatever the fuck, energy power source. He's going to solve it right there because if he's as bad as you claim he is, we're not just going to have a Saturday morning cartoon ending where everything's good and he's potentially dead but not dead. Like, he gets out. I'm sorry. Like, that final battle, he gets out. 
I just don't. I don't see whatever they wrote in this movie. I just don't see it as real. All right, so I guess we're gonna get to the endings and the and the and the post credits. Um, well, I mean, we're not there yet. We're still at the battle, but I mean, you, guys, you guys had no thoughts that, on. I was like, my he, like I said, my head cannon is that uh, something during that fight. He 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 thought about something and he lost himself to he lost himself to lose at that point. I'm not saying because like, even, even if he'd have gotten out, they know he's out there. They're just gonna send everyone after him. Who like they. Who's uh, gonna send anyone to just stop him? I'm, he gets I'm, into San Francisco. I'm not everyone's talk- fucked. No, I don't, but they're too. No, no, but it's, he's, but not it's, get, he's not gonna get because like but it's Ken doesn't early. have any superpowers. Like he doesn't have any superpowers. Everything you saw him doing, yeah, that's for a suit. And you saw it got destroyed when he was in the middle of the fight. So I'm like saying, once he gets out there, he's basically just a normal human being because the king doesn't have any power. He has control over time, but it's still more like because he stole tech, time tech. Right. In order to do that, in order to do that stuff, and all that stuff, all his powers and everything, unless the MCU gave him powers, because Red King don't have no powers. Okay. Like, uh, so I'm like, I'm saying it. Once I don't know. He just seemed too bloodthirsty. Like, Even if he has no power, yeah, he seemed way too bloodthirsty I to just give it up that, that way. My head cannon is that he allowed himself to get that because he he saw some potential when he when Scott Lane thought he was doing something smart and throwing all those tags on there. He might have thought something like, oh, oh shit. Maybe this is another chance for me. Let me grab those off him, or allow, allow himself to get caught or get caught that thing. Let them believe that he would that he lost. Uh, this is my this is my hit cannon. That's fair. I could be completely wrong. Sure, I agree sure. with you. Kane shouldn't have lost at all. I'm, yeah. I, I a bunch of fucking you. ants get in the way. Like I, I just. Again, I killed I killed multiple Avengers. I can't remember. I've killed that. Right. It's like I can't remember. Like I said, killed of, a, of but, Avengers, but ants. Ants. Well, also he uh, could, like even though he, even though he was dominant in that fist fight between get him the fuck, and, can't. get the fuck out of uh, here. Even though he was dominant between him that fist fight between him and Scott Lang, he should not been taking any punches whatsoever. Also, no. um, this is this is not Kang, but uh, for someone who killed multiple Avengers, still even if he's not no. the big bad Kang, it's like no, I need him to like show he's the big villain of the entire fucking MCU now, and he almost got beat by Ant Man. And, appara- and by the way, everyone that watched the movie, that's a normie, thinks Ant-Man won against Kang, by the way. No. Yes. So, like, this Kang. So if you know that Ant-Man beat one of the Kangs, now you know every time you see him on screen, well, until this Avengers movie comes out, it's like, oh, well, I don't know, who the fuck cares? It's Kang. I love the villain, but... Who the fuck cares? No, it's Kang. This is a side note from Kang. This is more like the fight with Kang. Yeah. Um, their powers don't work right. Like, the fact that they're super small, even if they grew bigger, they shouldn't be getting tired or anything because... Mm. They're in the quantum realm. Yeah. So, mm. it didn't make sense for them to, like, you know, when she they like, oh, I, I'll I'm hungry, I'm exhausted. All that stuff like that. None of that makes sense. And Wild Star should be able to grow really big as well. Because yeah. again, they're in the quantum realm. Unless like their suits just suddenly regulated themselves for quantum realm, yeah, and made it so that the quantum that's realm that's them. the assumption. Because um, <coughs> what this movie presents is like the quantum realm as a different universe. Yeah, but they still yeah, use the pim cut particles to get smaller. They're, they're smaller, so their biggest sizes, even if they grew bigger. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be getting tired. They yep. shouldn't be. They should be like wasted that scene just by stomping on it. When I when I first when I first like, yeah, that's the, 
they should have been able to get huge, huge. Right. Not just that one size he got, the one size they got. Because that's the whole point is they grow yeah. back to the size of being able to get yeah. back to so Earth they, level. They could have easily just like made their own explanation, but they didn't. The, I, yeah. they, they, they never brought it up in the movie why, they, like, why it was like that. They were just no. saying... They, nothing they blocked, nothing hypothetically blocked them, apparently. So, it, I was like, the, so what you're saying, they regulate their... The suits just automatically regulate. That was going through my mind while I was watching the movie. Like, like can't they cam and just like press the big button thing and just like get big? Yeah. Like, well, I'm out of the quantum room now because I just that, get big. Yeah. And that was another problem. Like at the end when the portal showed up, I was getting I was like, why don't he just grow big? Yeah. Like he. Why is it a portal? Why I like why the portal? Like, why do I need a portal to get back there? Y'all didn't need a portal to get here in the first place. Y'all just okay. got sucked and shrunk, right? Yeah. What, what's the portal for? This is very strange. I was like, that makes no sense. I'm like, why don't they, why don't they, whoever wrote this well, movie also, had no clue about how, also, I, and, and how specifically did they shrink him through a signal? I think, that's, I think it's just, yeah. I, my, my head can, I hear can again, yeah. is that when she's sitting the signal down there, Kang locked onto it and just yanked them, yanked paint the, well, but that, that's, but again, that didn't make sense because he, that means he has pen particles in order to shrink them. But he also would have known immediately where they were, and, I mean, like, I brought some, yeah, you know, well, it's just like, it doesn't make sense, like, he knows where they are, but he doesn't know where they are at first. Yeah, I, I, like, I, brought, no clue. I brought this up to my, um, to my roommate, is like, well, two things that doesn't make sense about that, uh, signal thing, it's like, one, how do they know like whoever was saying the signal was anyone was is it even anyone even related to Jen to Janet? Um, second, uh, uh, couldn't he? Kang wanted to get out of the quantum realm. Couldn't he use a signal to like get out of it? Like travel through a signal format? No, he would. He would have used use a, a portal yeah, thingy. Yeah, yeah, use a signal to escape the quantum realm instead of bringing somebody to the quantum realm. That, no, it's not explained how, how it works. He probably could have, but he still needs his little stupid core in order to do anything with time. He still can just get out of the quantum. No, he he but wanted was, he, but it, but he that wanted the, the core to, to get out of the quantum realm. Right, but and the key that I will always remember he wants, he wants the core to get back to the people who uh, threw him into it. Yes, but he still wants to get out of the quantum realm. And I think I think I think it is a bit more effective if he just got out of the quantum realm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the thing. Friend. Friend. He, he just he wanted want, to get out. That's yeah, he thing. wanted to do that at the ending, too. He was trying to go through that portal. Right. By the way, um, uh, again, last thing about this movie, um, before we get to the end credits, unless you guys have any other points, I just don't understand the whole concept that there's a universe so far below the quantum realm, but, like, not two universes above this. Like, they act like they jump up, and then there's not a universe above this universe between Earth and, like, 47 other universes. Because it's like the entire concept of the of the quantum realm was like okay, so you have the bacteria level and all that shit, and molecular level and all that. It's like why isn't there a universe on like the molecular level then? Why isn't there like so you're telling me that there's only this I one? Think they were, only I, one I, universe. I think they were hinting at that when they first was just flying through those the levels. Like they just, I think they were just like we're just gonna bypass that altogether and get to the quantum. Right, but they, you know what I mean. Like, it's I, like I get what you're saying, just, but yeah. at the same time, I think they were trying. It would have been too confusing. Yeah, throw, th- th- let's just throw it away. Let us let them show them shrinking, going through the levels, and they end up in quantum. Yeah, that, that, that's all. I, that's what I think it is. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's get into that mid credit scene. We well, get- well, I wanted to get to the ending. I like that little. I like the ending of like Scott taking over <laughs> everything, and it's like yeah, that was, it, it yeah. start, like everything like the intense music as he's talking to himself yeah. inside his head. Um, I was. Oh, this was no payoff though. I don't know. It wasn't the thing. Well, also, it was like I got disappointed because, I, like, 
usually when it comes to certain movies, it's like, like I don't want to see the real world. I want to see the fantasy world. For me, and this movie was the opposite. It was like I want to get out of this quantum world, <laughs> and I want to, I want, uh, I want a conflict. And I want a conflict in the human world. Yes. And it's like I thought I was going to leave up to some kind of cliffhanger because, like, uh, there was intense music, and Scott was thinking to himself, "Wait." We, we didn't stop Kang, did we? Is something bad going to happen? He said he was allergic to something. And it's like, oh shit, it's, it's like a giant spaceship about to fly over San Francisco or something. And it's like, and it's like, no, nah, everything's just going to be fine. And I was like, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I ain't worried about that. Y- yeah. Um, I, I, I did, I did like, oh, well, also, I, th- I thought it was like f- uh, a fun scene right there, a little fun scene, but I was hoping like something happened there. And like, I, I guess I was just hoping for a conflict to happen in San Francisco or like, I would, I would, I would, I usually don't like cliff, uh, cliffhangers in the regular, in the regular movie part, and same for the post credit. but, like, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind a cliffhanger there, because it's such a big movie. I don't know, this was, I will say, like, this was, like, a step before what Doctor Strange did, which is, you know, it pulls out his third fucking eye out of the blue, it's like, alright, well, cool, and then you get the next scene after that. Which is he's jumping into a portal with what's her name? It's like and he's already used to the eye. And he already used to the eye. It's like you know what? I just I'll just accept. No, I'll no. just accept that Scott Lang. You described is fine. it. You described it wrong. Here's what happened in the ending of Doctor Strange. The ending of Doctor Strange is like he's like walking down the street and everything's happening, and like Doctor Strange's like ah, oh, third eye is happening, and he just it just cuts to credits. Yeah. It's like oh shit, what's happening? And then it cuts to the post credit scene. Doctor Strange is walking down the street again. I got a third eye now. <laughs> he's just like, he's just fine. Yeah. He's just fine. That's that, that bothered me so much. That was a terrible post credit scene. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's just out of order. Or or somebody added or that, they, that they, part. There's there. someone who runs a multi billion dollar company had no logical decision making to say, Hey, we should probably do something else except in, except for this at the very end. Because it doesn't make sense that you cut from this to this. Did he learn how to control his third eye between you know, learning about the filmography <laughs> people? Like what the <laughs> Like you, like, like, yeah, because like that that post credit scene just it's just a star of that post credit scene bothered me because like it end the movie itself ends with him suffering and screaming. Yes, he's in real pain. And then the post credit scene is like down the street with my third eye. That's literally how like drug advertisers like think you're gonna feel after you take their drugs. Like you know, if you have intense third eye pain, it's like take this and he did it, and then now it's like uncomfortable. Facing withdrawals. Yeah. yeah, back to the. You, but yeah, back to the, the, the end of the movie. Or talking about, you we're talking about the last post credit thing. I'm talking. No, what do you want? Where are you on? Because the first. I want to talk about post credits. You can talk about the, the mid credits. Let's go to mid credits. Uh, I'm talking post credits. No, because he's talking. No, he was talking about uh, Doctor Strange. I, no, I'm going to talk about mid credits now for Ant Man. All right, go we're ahead. about to end this podcast. We're Absolutely, we're we're, 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 we're uh, on for a bit. I mean, our pizza's getting cold. Yes. <laughs> um, but um, uh, the uh, I the mid credit scene, it, it like uh. It didn't like uh, I was hoping it would be because we haven't had a a mid credit scene in a while that like give me the that vibe has value. That, well, yeah, that has value or give me the vibe of like oh shit. <laughs> and this post credit scene still didn't do that. It was no. just like uh, like we're a bunch of we're a bunch of kings and we're gonna fight. We're gonna be a threat for the Avengers. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're an army. We're just gonna fight them in game style again. We're gonna do we're we're gonna do the end game. 
we yeah, we're gonna do the end game scene I again. Say, since I know who these characters are <laughs> and the threat they pose, you're actually excited. I like, yes, I know. Like, oh my gosh, I know who these characters. And are. for someone uh, who doesn't read like many of the comics, it's just like for me, it's just it's, it's absolutely understandable. Yeah, you know nothing that, of Kang because there are uh, that's what that a scene, lot of him. That's what that scene looked like because like it is like that's what the, that's what the threat they're presenting is like. Uh, we're gonna come. We're gonna come to like. Uh, we're gonna come to the uh, a regular Earth, and we're gonna beat up everyone. And we got an army, so we're gonna do the end game. We're gonna do the end game cl- uh, uh, climax again. And, that, and that's what that's what it looks like. And like yeah. the thing about that scene is, uh, like it's interesting that they show a bunch of kings. But like what I would like it better, like I, I said earlier, like yeah, they should have like a basket robin king there. But like they should have like. Out like a like other weird looking universal kings there like because they it's it's kings from different universes right. in the audience um, would have been cool is like probably like a uh, uh, well this is not Disney movie but like probably like a two D Spider Verse king in there but like or what they could have done that wouldn't make sense is like kings that look like the um, different versions of like the universes where Doctor Strange went through and Multiverse of Madness because like they went through like a paint universe they went through like an animated universe to look like yeah. they went through like universes like that, like, that gave them, universe yeah they make like the that, universe yeah. of different styles it would have been interesting to have them referenced with different kings that look like that in that audience yeah. so that, that's what they should have did so like that's why uh, they could have brought it, they could have brought a couple things around to with that post credit thing to make it more to make it more hyper to yeah. make it more to make it more like to make it more interesting but like they, that was a missed opportunity absolutely um, well, I do have to say I, though I enjoyed that seeing all those kings at the end yeah. uh, I have to say it might be a come up problem because like the king in the movie was way too good just like yeah. phenomenal yes. to have him like seemingly die and then showing all these other canes that they, they, they might not they might not they, they're not goofy they might not ever live up to the expectation expectation of it because I can't they, take him seriously with any fucking like, hat uh, he was yeah. he was absolutely serious without any hats and at all this, I know. I'm gonna be honest I, I, with I, you had the dumbest stupid hat ever, fucking hat I'm not like, gonna take him seriously I'm just but, gonna uh, like, Rama Tut is a very cool version of Kang and also can introduce both uh, the mutants or Fantastic Four Right, because he fights he fights both apocalypse and he fights both. Well, a lot of people theorizing like because like he because fights the Fantastic Four as well. Yeah, because it's a multiversal saga, we're mm-hmm. also going to see like um, universes from Marvel movies that wasn't made by Disney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. like I, I'm saying like I would that be they would lo- well Disney would love that because I'd just sell more tickets. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I mean, again, again, is, thank you, Spider Man. The problem um, is. Uh, <laughs> Since they have all these versions of Kang, and then not the, the Kang we saw in this movie, we might have people, well, the normies, oh, we might have the normies looking at it going like, wait, I don't care about these Kangs. I don't care about any of these. Right. I want the guy who was an Ant-Man. Right. They, 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 they look at that, and they go look, because they go, they, they're going to have to put up a... Uh, a, a better, disclaimer or something to show you, like, and people like these are better kings or yeah, here's like, another. King. They're so, not better kings because king because that king is the king that lasted the longest. I have to ask what? all the kings. Uh, what? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, the king that just died from ants was the longest lasting king. Yes, that king is the king that that's always there. Ramatai. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, and. He just died fighting ants. I don't think he's died. I don't think he's dead. Sure, but he lost in a fight to Ant Man. <laughs> and you're telling me he's the longest running 
He's the yes. longest last Kang. Always Kang. Back to I mean, well, back the, I mean, the Marvel. The, I mean, this MCU has had inconsistencies. I mean, w- within this movie, I mean, fucking Basket Robin Scott Lang is crazy. like is genius writing. Sure, uh, but, whatever. But like, they gonna live to a high bar because this Kang did so such a good thing, and yes. people and a lot of people aren't going to care about it enough because uh, besides the fact that they're like Kang, they're not going to go by those names. No. In, in the movie, they're gonna go by. But they're just. But people are just gonna say, "Hey, Egyptian Kang, 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 Kang," and they're like, "No, this is this Kang, and this is this." Kang. And I don't think and people and give. And I'm gonna be honest. I don't think people give a fuck. Not I don't. Care. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if I give a fuck. Look, I gotta. Before you go any further, I just gotta say, look, like. When that in, when that mid credit scene went through, you know, it's like it started rolling, and I was fine with the three. I think they should have stopped at the three because showing people that it's almost a careless amount. I know that that's what's real and out there, but like you said, you instantly lost me because it's like it's like. Uh, do you remember, uh, Mark, you remember, like, the SpongeBob episode, or, Mark, you remember the SpongeBob episode where, um, Squidward has all those alarm clocks, and, like, and he just, like, keeps bashing them? That's, like, that's, that's, those are all Kangs, right? That's, those are all Kangs, and the MCU characters that are ho- heroes are gonna have to defeat all dude, the alarm dude, clocks. Dude, he's just, like, he's mean just, that? Yeah. you gotta animate, I mean, you gotta, um, you gotta mean that, that you gotta yeah. meme that gift. Yeah, okay. but that's, but, I have, but, but I'm just saying, the minute that they showed the whole Coliseum, you lost me. If you just showed me three more, or maybe you just maybe I just like, okay maybe you show a Kang that looks almost identical to the Kang that was in Ant-Man right, and and it fades out from black, and you see him and then he's talking, and then the camera slowly pans and shows one of the other Kangs that was revealed, I'm just gonna call him Egyptian Kang, and then and then another Kang and then it's like and then that's it, right? Just quick. You don't need. I don't need to know there are a billion fucking Kangs. I just need to know that there are that Kang has more than one version of himself. You showed you showed the entire world that there's like thirty one flavors of Baskin Robbins ice cream. I just knew that there was one flavor of Baskin Robbins ice cream, and now I know that they, that we have to defeat all thirty one flavors to win the war. I don't. Fuck about the other thirty flavors. I just give about give a fuck about the one Baskin Robbins flavor because he had a solid backstory. He's been there the longest. He actually threatened one of the Avengers that we know. He apparently fought other Avengers, so we knew he's seasoned, and now he's dead. And he was the longest one. How do I give a fuck about any of them that haven't lived longer? What the like what? I can't wait for the end of the next Avengers movie and like they defeat all the Kangs. And then, like it, it looks like a, it looks like they won the war, but then you you feel like a rumbling, and it's like, oh no, it's me, the big, the powerful of all the Kangs. Yes, Kang. <laughs> <laughs> that was just stupid. That's the Kang for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else? That you no, I, I will say I will on 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 defending it to the Kang. No, no, go, please. You know about the source material. I the, the don't Council know of shit. Kang. You don't have to worry about the Council of Kang. By the way, can, before you, I can, I just need to ask you a question since you know these characters. So with the in the uh, in the last Avengers movie uh, with uh, with Kang, do you see like the end game shot happening again? Because that's why I think. Ugh. That's what I'm thinking about. Ugh, so disgusting. The end game. This is gonna look so cheap because Marvel well, can't even afford uh, to do two that. army. Two armies. T- army of. Um, army of heroes, army of kings colliding, and then boom, 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 boom. not like that. Is this that. movie Danny Rise of Skywalker did it? It's not right gonna up. be a, a king 
army of people, army of Kang to run in at the the Avengers. That's that's not gonna happen. Right. Like, yeah, that's what they're presenting us. Kang, though. That's what it looks like. Yeah, the way that they're all excited to fight. Yeah, the Kings don't typically get along. Okay. So uh, for them to for them to have the council, they they they're all conniving. They 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 stab each other in the back if they had the chance. I wish they showed. So it's like Loki. Yeah. yeah. So okay. the only ones you really have to worry about are the three you saw. They're the most powerful. They're the ones who. But like, that's even worse. The, the, the rest, because then that, that just that tells me that those shitty kings. That scene, those things you saw, would just let you know that there's an infinite number of kings. It, 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 that scene is actually ripped right out of the comic books. Like that's a comic strip. Like that. That's right awesome. That's, that's, but it's it, awful. But it's all. I get it. it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yes. You don't have to worry about it. it it's a throwaway thing to let you know, like, there's an infinite possibility of kings. It, it, it's basically uh, validating the end of Loki. The okay. last, the last episode of right, the last but, episode okay, of Loki. right. Validating. How about just saying three of the, just showing three of them would have been legitimately enough. Though. Yeah, I, they, I agree. Uh, but this still, it's got to, it's, it's letting people know that there's always another king, like. No matter how many times you kill him, no matter how many times you fight him, there's always gonna be another king. You're gonna, you, you can end up fighting that same king over and over again. Cause like I said, the main one that just died is actually the main king and the one that keeps coming the back. Keeps coming back. Yeah. Hey man, yeah. uh, talking about a, a king that I'm actually interested in because of the idea. Let's talk about this very last end credit scene, which is actually just another trailer or teaser. For another thing that Marvel is working on, uh, which is uh, Loki uh, uh, season. Oh, when I saw you know that, you talking about that? Yes, Loki. the I end credit scene. The Doctor Doom what? King. What? Uh, there was no what? There was no Doctor Doom scene in the end credits. Oh, okay. What? What are you talking about? No, don't worry about it. Okay, so sure, maybe there's a Doctor Doom Kang in uh, don't worry about it. in the f- mid credit scene, but let's move on to the end credit scene. I don't like the way I you just said don't that. need. Yeah. I just don't need enough. No, I just don't need any more of that throne room scene. Whatever the fuck bullshit <laughs> Coliseum. I don't need to know. What I need to know though is what did you guys think oh. of the? Because that was actually way more. Intri- it like got me way yes. back, right uh, back in. I enjoyed that. That, that gave me. That gave me more like. I gave me more interest in the first end credit scene because I don't read the comics. I didn't know what that scene meant. Yeah. Um, um, but like, I forget his name, but that's the king that went back to he, that time period. Yes. Made a business of himself. Got but really. Rich. That gave me more interest, yeah. in, like in the story, and it gave me more interest in Loki season two, and also uh, was like, fine. It was also like, oh, finally, Loki is important because the concept of Loki was like, it's. It seemed like it was going to be very important to the MCU because it was the first like big multiversal thing in the um, in the beginning of phase four no actually more the opposite because remember a lot of people were wondering well he's dead so why does it matter and then as it as it went on it became more no, significant no um right no no in terms of the whole concept of Loki in, in terms of he's messed it, it introduced a TVA yes and it's talking about the multiverse no but I'm saying when it before it premiered I'm saying uh uh, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the show itself. But you're just not talking about the show itself. I'm okay. talking about the show itself. All right. Show uh, itself. Moving yes, on. It's, yes, it's very important to the MCU because it's it it introduced a new aspect to the multiverse. Yes. And it's like a which is a TVA, and um, because of that, you expect anything that has to do with the multiverse. Is, it, this this, this movie has to get ref. I mean, this show has to get referenced at some point because it's this a big deal, and and it's kind of like. It's kind of like a like a major should be a major plot point for yes. the new saga of the MCU, and like I was waiting for it to get referenced in Doctor Strange, oh. it didn't. Okay, well Loki is a Thor character. It's going to get referenced in Love and Thunder. It didn't. 
um, it's getting referenced nowhere else. And, like, finally with uh, this movie, uh, I was like, uh, okay, no Loki reference, no Loki reference. He's not going to mention another But is this a Loki hey, reference? Thor doesn't Huh? Thor doesn't even have. I know. No, I thought, like... No, but there was no... But he's saying there was no reference. Thor, no, no, right. I, I was... He, I, I know. I'm, what I'm saying is... You would hope to see something uh, no, Loki is a character that comes from Thor, so I was hoping some kind of post-credit scene with Loki... Because, like, this show wasn't... Oh, okay. This, this show you, wasn't... I thought you meant Thor and it, it, didn't, it doesn't have to line up with the story of Love and Thunder. I'm just saying... And we're glad for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, this... It's not... The show far, the show seems important to the MCU. Yeah. And it's not getting referenced anywhere. Right. Um, and it should it should have mainly been referenced in Multiverse of Madness. But it, it in wasn't. a post-credit scene. Yeah. But not even there. Okay, no. but that would... that. I think they're just trying to keep the fact that Loki's back on the on down low. Like I know they, they don't want they don't want anyone of the main Avengers or anyone who they don't have to. Well, no, they don't have to. I'm just talking about the concept in general, just getting referenced like slightly or like at least in the post in a post credit scene and to any of these movies. No, and I'm not talking about any of these characters have to know about the whole TV era Loki. You're talking about something about Loki. Something about Loki yes. in general. Because we we it, went through so many tracks that could have. Implemented yes him, but didn't. That's all. That's it. Yeah, it, like because yes. because gotcha. yeah, um, and like uh, when this incredible came out, and I was like, oh my god, finally they actually gave some importance to Loki. Yes, and um, and it gave me more interest to like what the whole story is with these Kangs. Uh, like, could we seen like the first Kang there, and and like and now I'm interested, now I'm more excited for to see what season uh-huh. two of Loki is. The first king. Well, that's what that's my thought. No, I mean, no, no, that's not the first king. It's not no, the first king, but like it's like. But what is this king doing? Yeah, in what is this? What, like, yeah. I, I'll tell you. I will tell you what he's doing. I know you just did. Uh, you just <laughs> did. Talking I'm talking about my initial my initial viewing. Fuck you. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> stop. But you you were not there when I was watching the movie. But um, <laughs> but like uh, like it made me more interesting in this in the whole king story. Yeah. Because seeing that old that king in old timey. Yes. In old timey, so I was like, okay, there's more of this king story than this. He's just gonna come and beat up everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. Like, what? Var- what is this variant gonna be doing? Yeah. Um. Because he's much, he's, much, he's, much. He's not. Because he's. I, don't, cause I he's, know. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Fucking nerd. And, but anyway, uh, he's like, because he's not hostile. He's presenting an invention. No, no. And it's like there's some kind of cynical. Shut up. But there's some kind of cynical like uh like thing. You, you feel like there's something cynical going on uh, like in the background. And then Loki, like you see Loki, and he's like he's worried. Like uh, after seeing this king, yes. So like, yeah, it, that was a that was a more interesting post credit scene. I will say, um, as much as I've said that I really don't like the fact that Loki is so self centered. Once I saw Loki's face, I was like, God damn it, I'm back into it. Fuck. All right. It's so cool to see Loki. Tom Hiddleston, he's a great fucking actor. It's cool to see him again. I'm roped right back in. I don't give a fuck about Owen Wilson in this show at all. Oh, wow. But, but like... <laughs> <laughs> That's his reaction to your comment. But, but like, you know, but, you know, I, I just think we keep, we keep seeing more with Jonathan Majors, and we're going to see more with Tom Hiddleston, and I, hey, man... All right, fuck it. You got me in even more so now. Um, but we have no release date, by the way, for Loki uh, Season 2 I yet. Know that, which is very strange. You're going to post this, but you're not going to get people to subscribe immediately. You're not going to say, we're not going to drop Loki Season 2, you know, or anything. Not during the movie, because you usually wouldn't promote that in the movie. But I'm, I'm saying, like, you know what I mean? Anywhere yeah. online. I'm just so. excited. I'm just excited is for, it, like, this. Is it replacing... Um, 
cap the models. models. No. no. Well, it says mid-2023. This might be the beginning of it kind of giving it breathing room for the streaming shows, but I, I just think that they were already going to plan to release it there. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm excited for the uh, for for Loki Season 2 when we get to the scene where they, like, they're going through uh, different multiverses and they keep changing their appearance and like they go they uh, they go into Cars universe and like Owen Wilson's like oh, I'm a I'm a red car wow no he has to no he has to do the whole whoa what is that like and he's got the wheels moving oh, yeah. what am I doing wait, wait, here wow good show what are you doing lightning like oh, yeah yeah man lightning what are you doing man yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. What do you? So let's wrap this up. What do you guys score uh, this movie? I'm gonna. I have a new scoring system, by the way. Uh, I'm gonna give this a two out of five, which is an F plus in my new uh, rating system. F plus, two out of five. If it's lower than a three out of five, it's it's gonna get an F plus. F plus for me. I'll give it a meh out of ten. Okay. So a five out of ten. <laughs> Basically. All right. I have a new scoring system too. So I give this a um a. Uh, a square root, a square root, <laughs> a square root six, powered by seven, out of <laughs> fuck, fuck, I don't know. High score, you're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fucking, <laughs> I don't fucking know math. I don't zero divided by zero. I don't, but um, it's like a fucking. I want to give it a four out of ten, but like uh, the King scenes were good, so it's a five out of ten. I I can't even give it a minute because like look, the only thing raising my score from an F plus to an F from an F minus I mean, is the fact that Kang's in it. That's, that's, it. that's still below mediocre. If I if I thought it was mediocre, to be a six out of ten. Do you remember the music in this movie? I Just compare this to not getting. I don't remember the music in any Marvel movies except for the Avengers scene. And how about Winter, and so- Black Winter Soldier? Except- Winter Soldier. No one remembers them. All right, fine. I only watched. Okay, Guardians you, of, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I only watched Winter Soldier once. Guardians I, I, of the Galaxy. Okay, okay. Yeah. That, uh, that's 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 fucking pre-existing music. But it's that's still like, in the Guardians. Fuck you, no. There's a lot of pre-existing. Suicide Squad had pre-existing music. No one remembers the fuck was in the Suicide, Suicide Squad movie. No one cares. Horrible. I know, but I'm just saying. He's referencing the fact that it's like pre-existing music. There's pre-existing music in Suicide music. Squad. Yes. You you want to fucking prop music? Yes. I don't think so, that matters. I'm just. Uh, it does to make a movie, yes. The directing was pretty bad for the most part. The scenes, the background. I don't, was, I don't remember. That, so it's not a part of the score for me. I don't remember the fucking music from this. It is a part. It's the soundtrack, mother. What? I know. Uh, the sound, like, I well, the soundtrack is. Just to all listening. I do not care about the music. The, it, it, yeah, the, the soundtrack doesn't matter anymore. It was like a fucking. I, I, I it was a fucking Disney animated so movie. I just want to tell you. I, I don't care about the music. If, then. We're, if we're reviewing movies equally, you're gonna care about the music like you care about Pixar music. Did they invest any mu- any time in the right, music? Fuck it, zero they- out of ten. No, the mu- I don't. Re- you know, you know like, take a this, this, mo- this movie has no problem. I, you, know, this, you know, the plot was good, the character was good, but it, I, I didn't I, I didn't hear the, I didn't remember any of the music. So Ant Man Quantum Mania just kind of it just kind of fell flat. Um, because of the no, I'm not saying it's a critical. <laughs> get this shut the fuck up. Lazy boy is running away from this conversation. All I'm saying, all I am saying, is the music was t- was not recognizable or memorable. Uh, the character direction was terrible outside of Kang. Um, there were some story decisions that were pathetic. Um, the journey sucked. Uh, the cameos sucked. You know, like. How much can I tell you without it being, you know? Yeah, the only good thing about this movie was the villain, Modok. 
Hey, Mark, just give us a review. God damn it. Get a, let's get us out of here. Please get us out of here. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five out of ten. It's just like, that's still below mediocre for me. If it was mediocre, but six out of ten. But, below, but mediocre, but wait, five out of ten is fine. Five out of ten is like a... It's, it's fine. fine. It's like edging on mediocre. But mediocre like, is four. Four is, okay. bo- four is bo- just, just below mediocre. We'll watch, we'll, we'll watch it sooner than I will watch Thor 4. Fine, two out of five. Fuck you. I don't know if I would watch anything sooner. Wait. Two and a half out of five. I don't, there you go. Is that easy for you? No, for him. Me, is still a man. <sighs> You, you, so you still give it a 5 out of 10? Yeah, I still give it a 5 out of 10. I ain't going I, through this. I ain't comparing it to a Thor movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you for watching the Screen Blast podcast. As always, you can listen to us on almost any podcast service and find us on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, like, and stay tuned. And, and write any good music in this fucking review. And you remember it. Uh, give us a fuck. <laughs> <laughs>